8, 2020, and we have Paul. What's that? <laughs> well, you caught me off guard. I wasn't sure Paul. if I was supposed to. Is that your cue? Okay, can we do it again? Paul. We'll have to show you that later. No, oh, yeah. no, <laughs> no. So what I'm hearing Write is down. you're down with the sickness. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's just something oh, down with God. something. It's a horribly inappropriate video. <laughs> oh, you don't, it's fantastic. And you it sounds can't, inappropriate. Yeah. You can't yeah. unsee it. <laughs> so I'm lobbying on your behalf to not be exposed to Thank it. Thank you. Hey, you laughed extremely hard. I did Dude, multiple you times. Blacked out. We could not get you to stop laughing. It was. We pretty, were laughing at your funny. laugh. Have you ever heard him with his? When he loses it, oh. it's over. It's funny as hell. <laughs> that was good. Again, it was a heavy night of drinking. Oh. Yeah, Jeff Barker. Uh, God, strike that. Yeah, Jeff and uh, Senior Randy. See, yeah, nice, nice, very French sounding. Well, oh. hello, my name is Randy. Kind of like Speedy Gonzalez is what that sounded like. Oh, yeah. was it? <laughs> it's like a French mother, yeah. Mexican father. It was a French <laughs> mouse. <laughs> hello, my name is Randy. French chicken. God. French Thank chicken. you for coming tonight, man. We're, you know, we're just going to have to start over. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's getting dumped, right? In the yeah. first five minutes. Okay, restarting the podcast in three, two, one. Now. Hi, uh, September 8th. Are we rolling? Are we rolling? Okay, yeah, we're rolling. We're rolling. All right. Okay. We are go. one minute in. <laughs> dumped the whole thing. It's such a silent movie. It's a silent podcast. I don't understand. Oh, my gosh. So, did you guys have a good Labor Day weekend? Uh, yeah, I did. Didn't do too much. Um, enjoyed some good uh, company with uh, friends and family over yeah. the weekend. Um, enjoyed some drinks, one or two bottles. Bottles, yes. Of, yeah, of bourbon. Um, outside of that, um, not too much. It was a lazy because uh, both my boys are off. It's actually one of them came home. Uh, but, you know, it's a little bit different now that everyone's in school, right? You know, interesting you say that. So now that they are gone, you've got all this extracurricular opportunities to do extracurricular stuff. How, how do you I spend call your it, time? I call it nude time. Yeah. Nice. Is that what makes you happy? <laughs> Break it down to the naked. Is that yes. what makes you happy, walking around nude? Walking around <laughs> nude. No. Is, that a, is that a phrase? It's Break a new it song. down to the it's naked? It's an empty nester song. <laughs> yeah. I coined it. You heard it here first. <laughs> Which, um, what was it? Break it down to the naked. It's like oh, Lord. It's like uh, it's like uh, SNL, right? When when Wookin Penub, right? But we sing the hits. There, there needs to be yeah. There needs to be a uh, empty nester. Empty nester album. version. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I did have some uh, extra time on Saturday, and I actually went out and, and washed my truck. Oh wow! Just yeah, I was impressed when you hand wash. Up. Yeah. You rolled, you know, I was making, I was, in my, I didn't think I said it out loud. I didn't, did I? Yeah, you said you're a fool. Said I'd did just I? take it down the street and pay No, I did someone. not say you're a fool. <laughs> I, I just said what I would do, which was not hand wash it. I don't know. I'm a huge, I'm, I'm lazy. I, I, I don't I, like the heat. If it weren't uh, a thousand degrees outside, I wouldn't it have a problem bad, doing it. You know? Of course, this weekend was nice. It wasn't that hot, was it? Well, Saturday it was still in the, in the 90s. And it was humid. That's but right. uh, you're out there with water, right? I mean, I was drenched. You know, I had yeah. my uh, flip-flops on, and I didn't care if I got wet. It was nice and cool. And uh, it was just me out there. Do you find it nostalgic? I do when I wash your car by hand. A little bit. A little bit. I know. I nostalgic? Do. Yeah. I mean, do you just think back of being a kid? I mean, your parents made you wash cars or Yeah, they didn't whatever. have car I, I was just about to say, there's a lot of things that people don't 
like seemingly don't do anymore. They don't. Yeah. They don't do their own yard work. They don't wash their cars. They don't do their own oil changes. They right. don't like how how much of that stuff is like truly going away. Like, well, and I don't know about you guys, but once a year you pull the cars off the driveway into the grass under a tree to wax it. Oh God! I, I, never, oh, I never did that. No, yeah. I never did that. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. never did that. My, my dad never made us wash anything. I washed cars. cars. Oh. It was more playing the hose time than wash a car. But uh, I have washed a car though, and I, I do. I do. I just. I would call it therapeutic. More. It's just <laughs> because it makes me feel good driving yeah, sure. around a nice clean car. It does. I can't stand it. I walk around with anxiety. I walk. Around, I drive around with anxiety because it's cluttered inside, Trash. and it's just right. You know, and I've always, I'm kind of embarrassed. Oh, my God, imagine if I had to pick somebody up. I was mortified the day I had to have a co-worker sit in my car. I was like, jeez. Do you have a, you have a company car right, right now with your job? Uh, I, I picked up a rental. If I have to drive over uh, two hours, I, I pick up a rental. Oh, okay. And that's covered, yeah. And he yeah. leaves all the nutter butter crumbs <laughs> in that one. Everywhere. Right. Yeah. Now, that's another thing with, uh, well, whatever. Yeah, it was, uh, that's, that's a nice perk. It oh, yeah. It no, allows no, no. me to... Um, it allows me to shop for cars because eventually I will have to get a new car, and um, I, I've the car I'm currently driving. I don't even know what that is. It was a Tucson or something, and wasn't real happy with it. Well, what you what you rented to today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what it is. It's got it's a symbol Xeon or uh, it, Scion. Uh, it, but Tucson yeah. was the name of it on the back. Uh, it, it's a that's a little SUV, right? Yeah, that's a mm. Hyundai, I think. Hyundai Tucson. Yeah. yeah, isn't it a Hyundai? Hyundai. I don't Hyundai. know. He called it a Tucson uh, from, you know, the, on the back it says Tucson. You remember the old Yugos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember those things? Ugly. Oh, those yeah. things were boxy. Piece Ugly, of boxy turd. car. But you well, could buy one for like two grand. Yeah. I know? mean, that was for yeah. the people, at, you know, what the hell? I mean, if you're living in a, in a climate that's conducive to driving around something like that where you're not dependent on climatizing your car, yeah, you can Yeah, yeah they had them like up that. in uh, Cincinnati and they would rust in about a year. Oh. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah, one, I'm one to talk. I had a Daihatsu charade. Like a Suntite. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have, anybody, have you guys even heard of that? Daihatsu? No. Daihatsu? I heard of Daihatsu, not the charade. Daihatsu charade. I've heard wow. of Datsun. Was the name of the car. And so it was a brand new car. My, mom, my parents bought me a brand new car. And it was a, it was a three-cylinder stick. Why don't you pull that up, Mr. Producer? Let's look at it. The Daihatsu charade. Ugly as hell. It got Three six, speed? Uh, three cylinders. Oh. Five speed. <laughs> and it got Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a turd. And mine was my Ah, oh, I think they're cute. No, they're not. Mine was the gray one, bottom bottom row to the right. You know, it kinda reminds me yeah. of the old Chevette. Remember oh, that thing? Oh my god, I had a nineteen eighty five Chevette, two door. I used yeah. to tell all the chicks I drove a vet. Yeah. So, so you know in movies, the extras are the ugly, worthless people. No, no offense because of the stars. These are the extra cars in movies when there's car chases oh and yeah. something's got to blow up. That's that car. That I've seen much. it a hundred times. It may have been my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I drove a 1980 Chevrolet Citation. Pull that beast up. It was a six-cylinder uh, manual, and... It was a piece of junk. It was baby blue, real light blue, and the back mm. paint had all flaked off, and it was starting to rust. Perfect. And the ceiling liner, roof liner, had all fallen. So was this uh, your? Yeah. So this that. was your first car? Yeah, because it was my parents' car, and then mm. when I turned sixteen, I got it right, and I was able to drive it. So it really wasn't my car. So it was my. It was the one I drove. But that's the first car you drove. Yes. 
All right. Chevrolet Citation. What about you, Rende? What was I the first car you ever drove? Ever drove or had of my own? No, no, no that you drove. That one right there, that second one. That's it. Oh, God, that's right hideous. there. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It was terrible. But, yeah, you know. I don't know. Tint the wi- the, the windows. That's pimp family up car. The wheels a little bit. That, Get a little soft woofer, woofer back there. <laughs> <laughs> Blow out the hatchback. Nice. What, what was your first prize? Well. You, you were able to take out when you wanted to. Whether it was yours or not, your parents. Uh, it was an 84 Thunderbird. Nice. Yeah. And well, it was also was baby it? blue. It was my mom's. I didn't have my first car until I was 23, so I was a. I was a mooch. Yeah, yeah, same for you. That was it. I was gonna say, when you said Thunderbird, you're like cool, but really, was it back in the mid '80s? Man, they <laughs> had a lot of balls. Yeah, they consumed a lot of gas too. Yeah, it it's cooler than the Citation look. or the Sherrod. Sherrod. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Um, well, that's I was saying earlier. I had a, I, I drove an '85 Chevette, but my first car I owned was a Oldsmobile two door Omega. And this car, uh, first of all, I need to preface this. I I don't care about cars, mm. okay? So to me, I don't. I just don't care. Gets me from point A point B. I never had one of these things where I cared about what it looked like. I mean, I cared a little yeah. bit. I mean, I don't want to drive a jalopy, but at the same time, it doesn't. I, I'm not affected. I don't have to go fast. If people make fun of me, I, I don't care. I don't. That doesn't motivate me. Yeah, no, I got you. With but you do drive said, fast. Uh, I do. I do. I can. You know, strange enough, Jeff, I don't drive fast when I'm alone. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, when I drive by myself, I'm completely like an old fart. Oh, really? Going nice. from point in the a. right lane? Um, yeah, I do. You know, yeah. I mean, when I'm driving with Jeff, I feel like I'm always in a rush. I don't know what the deal is. You got life to live. <laughs> yeah, well, we're usually yeah. on our way to, uh, oh, and to and get bourbon. Jeff oh made no, it exciting. We're usually on our way to an estate sale, and we're like, it's going to close <laughs> f- at 4 o'clock. we got 20 minutes. Hurry up. And I'm fucking power sliding 180s, popping tires. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, my gosh. But I had a, I had a, uh, a I think it was an, I think it was an 81. I don't remember what year it was. It was an old Well, that's not bad, though. If that's what that is, tool. you could soup that, that up, is, the old muscle car nice. look, right? Yeah, but it's it pretty had, cool. It had the, it had that little thing in the back. You can't. I don't see it on any of those. Uh, Austin, put it like 1985 or 1982. Like a spoiler. It, no, on the top of the back, it had a a plastic cover. Like a tonneau cover. Uh, on the on the hood, <laughs> it was on the hood. It's a hood, you know, what? not on the hood. Oh, God bless it, on the top, very uh, top. Look at the, the trunk. seats. Look oh, at the, the, the roof. Seats. Yeah, the roof. It's that, There's that's one right there. It's kind of what it looked like right there, but oh, it wasn't so I nice. I see what you're saying. Well, anyways, the the seam. Uh, that separates the metal from the canvas or yep. whatever that vinyl was yes. had come off. Oh, no. And I never really knew this happened because I was driving. And then one day, I'm driving, and, I'm and I see this, this kid next to me looking out his window, and he's like looking up over my car. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is that kid looking at? And so when I get out of the car, wherever <laughs> my destination is, I get out and look at the car, and I realize it's like a parachute. So it just <laughs> pops up whenever I step on the gas. I thought it was freaking hilarious. First transformer. <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, that, that's bad. But I don't know if this has ever happened to you. But I, again, in high school, I was riding with uh, a friend. He had a 1970 Pinto, 1970 Oof. something Pinto. Oh, brutal! Piece of turd. And 
we were it was snowing it was in the winter time and uh where i grew up there was hills and we were I remember, lots with turns and i remember it was snow that there was no street so you you kind of drove because you drove it a hundred thousand times so you knew where the street was and we were going down he was probably going 35 when he probably shouldn't have and all of a sudden his hood Slam, slam straight up, and it was like there were like three or four of us in the car, and it was nighttime. Oh boy! And like I said, the snow, and he jammed his brake on, so the hood's like this, and we're sliding down this hill, um, without and you can't see what the hell's going on. Sure. He had no control; you couldn't see where you were going, and not to mention it was snowing out. So you couldn't see too too much, and it was it was scary. Were moment. there cars on either side of the road? Were you like no? Luckily, there was no one coming the other way. No, uh, I mean like parked. No, no. This was a street that didn't have any any cars parked on it, and uh, luckily he finally came to a stop. He went out and slammed it down, and then we kind of get going. But shortly thereafter, a car came up the other side. But that was a little scary because I Bad. think uh, you know you don't really think of that, and all of a sudden it pops up and. What would you do? Panic. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, holy shit. Yeah. You stick your head out the window, I guess. I mean, yeah. What else? What Roll else down the do? window and stick your head out. Well, he didn't have power windows, so it's like, crank right, 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 real right, fast. Right, right. Yeah, that's another All thing. Right. You yeah. do. <laughs> Pray that a semi isn't coming in the other yeah. lane. No right? kidding. Yeah. So I remember every time I I see a Pinto or think of the Pinto, it always draws me to the the movie uh, Top uh, Secret. Where they got the guy shaka la bus, you know, and they they're in the the freaking pinto, and <laughs> this big <laughs> military car is coming, ding, ding, barely hits the pinto in the back, explodes. That's what they were known for. They'd blow up. Yeah, that's right. It was being knocked for having a, an explosion <laughs> problem. <Yeah. laughs> it's it's just being knocked though, for man. an explosion <laughs> problem. It's uh-huh. a recall, possible explosion at any moment. Yeah. yeah. I drove a 1976 Cougar. A Mercury Cougar was my First car that I drove. Wow. Eight-cylinder beast. Wow. That was awesome. Huge. Oh, well, oh, well, did you just say you drove a different car before? Well, my, that was that was the car my parents bought me later. Ah, but okay. the first car I ever drove was a 1976 Mercury Cougar. Look at that badass. Dang. That's long. You're that, not going to get hurt It was like one. 22 feet long. It was, good Lord. It strap was, a Gatling gun on that. Yeah, they don't make cars like that anymore. Yeah, that thing will go through a building. That probably weighs like six tons. That, that's that's <laughs> one solid <of> steel. <laughs> that's one of the family. <laughs> oh, and it had giddy up, right? So that's one of the family stories where I got a ticket. I I'm at out in front of the school. I'm at a four way stop, and I got a I got a ticket right leaving the the four way stop. So an excessive my, acceleration. Well, my my dad was like, "Where'd you get the ticket?" And there's a little fire station like right down the street. And I was like, "Yeah, well, the top was sitting at the fire station," and he goes. The fire station, like right next to the four, the, the four way stop. I go, yeah. I I got up, to, I got up to sixty five within like it's an eight cylinder car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. It she was, was like, like it, it literally like just left. You know, oh, it's great. It was a great, great car. Did you get any tickets, Randy, when you were that age? Nope. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a rule follower. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Get I, didn't either. I didn't. I got a couple. Um, one was. Uh, <laughs> Used to work at McDonald's. I closed. Ooh. I closed. That was my first job working at McDonald's, making three dollars and ten cents an hour, and uh, flipping burgers. And I would close on Friday nights and Saturday nights during school year. And I remember it would, it, like we'd close at I can't remember midnight, 
and we'd stay until like three or four cleaning. Yeah. So it was ready for the next day. And at, you know, three or four o'clock, I remember one of the guys um, rode his bike and I was like, just hold on to the side of my car. Oh, great idea. And, yep. uh, and uh, cause he wasn't, we weren't going very far. I sure. was like, just, and it was late and small towns and whatnot. So we were going, I don't know, 25 or something like that. He was hanging on to the side. Also no lights pop up. And, uh, of course, I played stupid. I was like, oh, I didn't know anyone was there. <laughs> I didn't do that. But no, you know, it's Oh, my just, God, there's a bike next to my car. What's know, this guy doing? <laughs> you, you know, you, I just, you know. It's, you both wear McDonald's outfits. You, know? <laughs> you right. don't know this guy? No, officer. I have no idea who this guy is. But no, you know, he gets out and lectures me and all that good stuff, and he gives me a ticket. So I can't even remember what it was oh, for. Yeah, what's it for? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Just being an idiot? A reckless yeah, driver. Probably. Right. And, uh, you know, it was a... Indecent exposure. I, had to, I remember I had to go down to the uh, <laughs> the story gets deeper. The courthouse uh, He's got with, more to with tell. my mom, <laughs> oh. and uh, of course it was it was in the citation, and uh, I had to go down to the courthouse in Cincinnati and and uh, go to the window and pay the ticket. How much with, was it? It was like 125 bucks oh, at the time. Good Back Lord. in that day, yeah, that's that like hell. a year's worth of wages for you. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean that sh- is a humongous. That humongous. is a crazy, crazy. Yeah. That's like school zone ticket. Yeah, that's what it was. It was it was about 125 bucks, and I remember. Wow. I had to pay all of it, so. Dude, that must have hurt. Oh, it did. Make it at three bucks an hour. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at math, but that's a bunch of hours. Yeah. yeah. That's at least three more hours. <laughs> at least. That's another nine dollars. Yeah, I, I would have contested that tax. cost, man. That just seems. A little that was sixteen, so, seventeen. I was like, what excessive. the hell? And my mom was much. like, yeah, I'm making make an example. The, this the, is what happens. The time doesn't fit the crime, you know. And all you mm-hmm. want to do is help you a must guy have quit. too. Yeah. You're trying to get a guy home late at night. Yeah. Right. No good deed goes unpunished. No. I mean, no, there's a slap. Why, why didn't you just throw the bike in the trunk and give him a ride? Well, I thought about just yeah. gun, gunning it and trying to outrun him with the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then if he falls, they'll have to stop and help that guy. Yeah. That's not a bad plan. No, it's a right. ticket and a ticket. should have gone murder. straight yeah. to plan B. <laughs> An evading arrest. So, yeah. no. But, you know, that that was it. And uh, uh, I think that's, and I got a ticket of, for speeding when I got down here. But I really haven't had any kind of uh, tickets outside of those. Yeah, that machine got me two tickets. Were you guys the, the ones that started Kruger. with the defund the police then, right back in the day? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you, you don't serve any purpose but give tickets. You know, you know, um, that, yeah, I, that's the way my oldest son is now. Yeah, and anti-establishment. Like, I was like, dude, chill. Like, they do way more than just write tickets. I get pissed when they write tickets, when it's not necessary. You're not causing any problems. You're not going that fast or being reckless. I get it. But, yeah, he's saying the same stuff I said when I was his yeah. age. Sure. Yeah. See, but I complied. Yeah. I didn't uh, get, yeah, get tased. Yeah, I stopped. Yeah. You yep. know. Get out of the car. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. I remember one time, another time that Take we were. Take your pants off. What? We, didn't, we, we didn't get a, we <laughs> didn't, Yeah, we didn't get a ticket, but uh, we were coming back from the clubs. I was 21, 22 before I moved down down here, and uh, my friend was driving. And, uh, you know, we had stopped drinking, and so we drove home. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and there was, it was my friend was driving, me in the front, and another guy in the back seat, another friend. And we come off the highway to go home. So we're taking like main interstate, Interstate 75, I think, that runs through Cincinnati. And we come off the exit ramp. And as soon as we do, a cop pulls us over. And we pull into a uh, car dealership parking lot. And as soon as we pull in there, I swear to God, 10 cop cars came out of nowhere and surrounded us. And lights blaring, 
and they get out, and you know they had their their guns out. What they drew their guns and flashlights and all that stuff and questioning us and we were like, what the hell? And they're like, get out of the car. I got out of the car and they were hands on the hood, frisking down, patting everything, and uh, uh, did the same to my my friend. And the guy in the back was throwing a fit. He was not complying. Oh, they're like, get out of the car. How stupid can you be? And he's like, no, no, no. And they got him out of the car, and they arrested his ass and threw him in jail for the night. And rightfully so. Yeah. You know? And he's a white guy, but he didn't comply. My he didn't fr- get shot either. No. Well, no, he didn't. But uh, And it turns out that we were like, what What the hell was that all about? He's like, well, there was a, either a burglary or something with a car matching the one that you're in. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's why all the cops showed up, because we were in the same kind of car or whatever just happened. Yep. That's like my con- cousin Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> like you could, they were wrong guys in the same car. <laughs> it was a big-ass car like that. Well, it was yeah. three Utes. You I had three Utes. That's a great Utes. movie, It's a great yeah. movie. It was a big car. like It wasn't this one, but it was a big, humongous car like that, Which too. holds like six bodies in the trunk. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> problems, <laughs> potentially. Makes it convenient. Yeah. yeah. So that's 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 my fun with the, with the police. But it, it goes to show, you know, Two of us complied. We got a, all right, you can go. And the other one got thrown in the back of the cop car and taken to jail. Did you get thumped crazy. at all? What does that mean? Well, you know, just a little rough to roughing up. No, well, they got him out of the car. Well, sometimes, uh, my experience, I mean, not personally, but I mean, there's been some folks that I I've didn't been see anything. That they've uh, just big dummies and. You know they they got they got thumped up. Little nightstick came out and just I don't, I don't you know, think so. I don't recall. Got a hard crack. Just a little reminder of hey, stop that because right. they were being just stupid. Oh God, I can go on and on, man. There was uh, one particular friend I had that was just a. Uh, he's one of those guys that that's he never learned. He was a he when he was young he was just a hard headed. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to say it the the best way, but he, the cops used to mess with him. And when I say that, he was a repeat offender. So and they knew him. Yeah, it was the same beat, you know, the same cops were, were out there. They're just kind of, come on, man. He would try to fight the cops. And these oh guys God. were just, they're big dudes, too. It's kind of like, you know, and he was kind of sc- small and scrappy. So they would just, like, grab him, wad him up in a little ball and be like, yeah, stop it. And they would, he would, you know, put him on the grass. He would sit there handcuffed and look stupid for a while. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then they, right. they would just take him to jail and have him spend over the night. And it was just, uh. it was just ridiculous. I, I never, I don't get it. I didn't, I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. But seeing that was kind of like a life lesson. I was like, well, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so sure. I, I don't understand the, what it is for some of these folks that thinks it's okay to, to resist. I, I don't get it. And the, to the level in which they are resisting. I mean, it's one thing to resist because you're under the influence of something. It's another thing to to get out of your vehicle, wrestle with several police officers, stupid, stupid. and then go back to your car and reach in like you're going to grab something. Regardless of what you're grabbing, nobody knows what you're doing. And it's just like you see all these videos of how fast you have to respond when something like that happens. Right. Your life's at stake. The Anybody that's behind you. Friends, family, neighbors, mm-hmm. your partner. Oh, yeah. You know, there's just, it's just unlimited the things that could happen. Why would you want to put someone in a position like that? Right. It's just, God, man, just comply. What is the worst that's going to happen? I get it. You know, so along those lines, when we, when we talk about onus on both sides of the equation, when you talk about the compliance side, I've tried to explain to a few people. So if you were in front of a huge dog, 
that you know could hurt you, but you don't you don't know the mind of a dog. So how would you behave? You'd probably not do anything to scare it mm-hmm. or make it violent. Yeah, sure. Because you don't know the outcome. Right. So when you're in situations where people are trained to assess threat, they're also trained if only one of you go home, it's you. Right. Like, Please, officer, why well, would you ever introduce I don't know. an ingredient of risk that triggers that training? Is just, there's an onus there, like, you can't do that. I know. <laughs> I agree. I think uh, one of the key words you said is, is the training. Uh, I know the the police officers go through extensive training. Uh, it's probably you know it's probably never ending. It's probably CE classes nonstop. Oh yeah, you know. But it's just like where, where what else do you include? You know, they're talking about what else do you include in the well? Training? They're 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 trying to undo the the chokehold, right? Isn't that what they, some of the complaints? That's are? just that's 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 nothing. I mean, well, I know, but that's part of it, right? And they well, all, they're also trying to do away with the no knock. Well. Uh, warrants, but, but a lot of this stuff is uh, de-escalation tactics, right? So don't let. I mean, when somebody's not being compliant, there's things that that officers can do to make that that person who's not be not being compliant to spiral out of control. That leads to a dangerous situation to him getting shot. Well, how do you, how do you do that when they're on the ground wrestling with you? Uh, well, so how that do you was de-escalate one of my questions that? on technology. Right. Where where why. What's deficient in the taser that's not allowing that to be the solution of choice? I, and I'm not saying that with an angle of right or wrong. I'm just saying there's, there's when a there's lot a of wrestle and, Yeah, so is there something in the voltage? Amperage. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's difference between amperage and voltage, obviously. The, the very nature of a stun gun is low amperage, high voltage. So what could they do? They could increase the amperage and lower the voltage, which would give them a stronger... If they've tried several times and it's ineffective right then they maybe and they don't uh, right now they don't offer that on stun guns because ah. it's it'll kill people ah. under the wrong conditions well, the amps well, right? but, but yeah. I, I also think it's not it's not a it's not a proven thing right it shoots little little barbs it shoots little barbs and if it and there's a delay in effectiveness no well, if, it I, doesn't, I, if it doesn't penetrate your skin that's right i think it can grab yeah. it can grab the shirt a loose shirt and it, it grabs the shirt and doesn't make contact with the skin. That's true, then but it doesn't some do people anything. just aren't susceptible that's of, true, that's of the, true too. the current that that's blasting through their body. So yeah. it just reacts, or you know maybe it does attach to it, but for some reason that little section of your body there's no continuity with other parts. It's just yeah. it's just weird. It's it's not a perfect science. So but it goes back to the same thing. What what can you do? See, well, that's a trillion dollar idea, it right? Is. There's the technology like the Vulcan grip that makes you fall asleep, there you right. go. You know, or something, because <laughs> we, if there was an intermittent reliable mechanism that allowed you, you know, not to shoot someone to kill, to some shoot sort of something, some sort of non-lethal, non-lethal—they've got this thing that will shoot out of a gun that wraps you, and like a bolo, a bolo, uh, kind of. I it's think they uh, should use. It's like a three foot or four foot long thing, and when it hits you. Yeah, and it's like oh, I yeah. Can't they've they've had you those know? since. How the does that work in time. tight quarters? I'm thinking about like how much room it needs to wrap around a human. So I'm thinking about the guy who went to his car to get his knife and got shot in the back, right? That yeah, one, that, that, would, that, that, wouldn't that wouldn't work. Like close yeah. quarter confinement. Yeah, but it, it would have worked had they uh, done it as he was walking to the car. Yeah, they they had plenty of opportunities for one of the cops that was standing around. You know, one of them could have did it. Yep. done it at that time. But even at that, I, I, but how long does it last? I mean, is it one of those things where it wraps and then it, it 
relaxes in five seconds, yeah, ten seconds. I mean, right. it, I don't know. Is it? Do you have like five seconds to to tackle him? But they were already tackling him. Right. You know, so know. it's just like, man, if he's hopped up on some Mountain Dew. Well, that's the thing. If he's up on drugs, that's you know, that, that's why sometimes the taser doesn't work. I've got the answer. Uh, I think a blow dart and a blow gun, like a <laughs> six foot blow. That's where I was going. <laughs> no, because you know that uh, zookeepers, right? When a, yeah. when an animal loose, a tranquilizer yeah, gun. Yeah. Why why has that not been an option? I thought Thorazine about is the perfect alternative in my in my opinion. It it knocks down three hundred fifty pound man. But but Thorazine. how long? Oh, of hours. No, but how long how does quickly it take does to it take work? effect? Fifteen seconds. Okay, that you can get off several rounds in yeah. fifteen seconds. True. But if you if if you're trying to stop the escalation and you can anticipate it, yeah, and you can get a dart in there, pop, you got 15 seconds to talk them down and back away. Yeah, I'm thinking know? I'm thinking somebody who's acting erratic, brandishing a knife, but not lunging. They always say that. How many times have you seen a video where the guy's like, "Drop the knife, drop the knife," and they're yeah. standing there just kind of shaking it. And they well, sh- and they shoot the dude. And they I'm already thinking, exercise something similar to that. It's kind of like when they do these fast speed chases. You know, these these police officers aren't tip, uh, they're not they don't train them in, in high speed chases. It's one of those things they don't train them for. Right. So yeah, they do to a certain point when they get the helicopter overhead, they pull back. Yeah, right, because, because let them go. Pe- we see where he's at. Because people get killed. I mean, nowadays with technology and the grid, you're probably gonna yeah. find him. But I'm like with you when they're when when a guy's wielding a knife is yeah. a shot to the shin or ankle or is somewhere you're trained to go that's non fatal. But they're not. not the thing? But remember, is that not the thing. Their training is if you feel the need to draw the weapon, you shoot to kill. Yeah. So yeah, we've got modifications on both sides. I agree. We need training and. It's I just agree. hard, and you know, and you get so much pushback, especially right now in these times. Uh, it's just well, so it's I- unfortunate. But I, I don't know if I told you guys I wrote both Cornyn and Cruz, right? Did I tell you guys this story? I, I, I think you. Is. I think you. Yeah, but go ahead and. Uh, it might have been not on the air. It might start have been at one of the parties. Start from the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, I took a Saturday and I spent an hour crafting this email to both of them yeah. that said one of the biggest tension points of this issue is the ambiguity of interpretation in real time moments between police and citizens. Yeah, for sure. So I said, why don't we come up with a protocol? And I I cited that stop, drop, and roll. Every kid from third grade on knows if you're on fire, what do you do? They were all taught this. Right. So if we had a protocol, and it's either a three-point or five-point protocol, that every time a, a officer comes and approaches you, they said, hey, I'm, I'm initiating the peace protocol. It's what I called it in my letter, but we'll come up branding later. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I said, and, and every citizen knew they had to do three things, and it was something we all agreed to. It was hands behind heads, sit, kneel, whatever it is. Sure. I want to talk to you. The whole object there is to make the person who's armed, who's trained to shoot, to kill, to feel that there's not a threatening situation to Absolutely. escalate it there. And it's binary then, and if everyone's got body armor, which... We're all headed there in uh, body cameras, excuse me. Yeah. It'll all be videotaped. It would start to make this, first of all, you would hope the incident rate would go way down right. of escalation. But second, when it does happen and it has to go to a jury or review or litigation or firings, people would be vindicated for whoever followed the rules. So right. like, if a citizen did the three things and a cop wanted to be a bad guy, because there are some, yeah, they'd be on them. And if 
he said, do these things, and you don't do these three things, yeah. they, they're allowed to escalate to their choosing of their training. Couldn't we accomplish based a on, lot based more on risk. clarity yeah. and um, av- avoid a lot more incidents? It's just the only problem is, is kind of going back to what you said, Sean, it's like comply. Right. I, I would say of, of the shootings we've seen that have caused, you know, riots and protests and marches, over 90% of them are something that that person did that led to their demise. A decision they made to either not comply or brandish a knife or show a gun or something. Well, Almost the, in every case. you got to ask yourself, why is it that they feel that they, ha- that they can't? You know, they're fighting back and they're resisting for a reason. And it's because they don't feel, they don't believe that they're going to be treated fairly. Correct. So this yep. goes back to some higher uh, education. And the education needs to extend to their upbringing. Their parents need to believe it. Their parents need to uh, instill it in them. Yeah, and that's the a good schools, point. The schools need to support it. The schools need to say, hey, look, this is the way our government works. This is the way our our town police departments work. It, look, just like you said, when this happens, this is what you're supposed to do. And if you do this, you're not going to be hurt. I saw a YouTube video Boom. that was a, uh, it was a like black father. That was a black father explaining what he tells his kids. He tells his sons. And he, and he tells them that. He goes, do this, do this, and do not for a second, you know. Right. So, so I mean, there are some. you get to go home. There's smart fathers like that that are out there. Now, but it starts, it, it's victims of victims. Yeah, so, I, I mean, this is the, a tragedy because, Well, it you also know, goes back to what I said, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago when Andrew was here. 74% of the black families don't have a father. Well, I, I hate know. to throw stones at certain sides of the aisle, but, you know, these, these conditions for the way these family structures are set up, you know, for the mother to be single, it's an incentive for a black mom to be single. Because she's yes. going to get all these extra tax credits and all this extra, this help that the, the government is going to. I mean, that gravy train needs to end. That's and a, that's people part need of to it. be responsible for what they got going on. And now, even when that's solved, one of the trickier things to solve is the battle between human biology. And there's some tough things that we have to mas- master there. And it doesn't have to be that dangerous a conversation, but fight or flight, survival, a, hu- a very human, well, any species, uh, survival instincts are are there. Right. They're biological. And that creates complicated situations. Sure. And I'll give you an example. If I go out at night and I see a shadow walking towards me and I can discern it's 5 foot 11 and 105 pounds, I have a different anxiety than if I've assessed they're 6'5", 250. Sure. So and I don't know if... Their color, if they're male or female, they could be a Martian. That's right. a human reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've it's, joked it's risk assessment, I've, or assessment. And I'm trying to help people not be so inflammatory with the wrong labels. So an example to me is if I'm out at a picnic and a fly lands on my leg, I react different than if a wasp lands on my leg. Right. That does not make me an insectist. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, because those horse flies can sting just as That's bad. a new term. Yeah, and I and I'm just saying that <laughs> if I if I walk th- if uh, I'm at a in a convention hall and they say, hey, your your meeting's in this room, and I walk in and there's a hundred there's a hundred and fifty females, I'm gonna have a different chemical reaction of nervousness in that moment than if that room is 150 men. 
Yeah, I get it. And and by the way, right. half of that, half of that when you see movies and media like they'll show people of different color walk by each other and they clench their purse or they get nervous and people think that there's a a racist tone of like superior. Honestly, yep. it's a looking glass theory of I'm nervous. Do you like me and accept me? And that's how we show our nervousness. It's not a I'm better than you. And so I think we've got like that would be great to teach in schools, like yeah. the psychology of humanity and difference, so that we weren't afraid of it and we're labeling yeah. it wrong. Should with be a part lot of the health class. Yeah, it, it, I think um, I didn't get to college until there was really classes on sociology and deviant behavior or norms and mores and things that we evolve as we talk about potentially different commercials. We talk about what's acceptable in that period in our generation right. as humans. We could go a long way if we really attacked that. Yeah. Because then people would understand and instead of reacting with hate or anger <coughs> that they're projecting something, they just understand that's normal biology on that. And, and I'll go another step where it's also stereotypes that are ingrained in our minds that represent threat as well. Well, and that's where when we go to the media, you want to talk, Jeff did about entertainment. Think about how many of our perspectives are shaped by that. And yeah. my goodness, I mean, every movie, you don't see a bunch of guys like us looking like the gangsters in the movie. This so why would anyone think we're the gangsters in real life? Yep. So yeah. I would love to see 100,000 movies athlete. or the athlete or the, or the smart, the nerd. I mean, we, we come up with these serial killers. Things. That's what right. I mean. Ted Bundy. So here's the yeah. example I, I always like to give. There's a woman in, a, in an elevator, right? She's, you know, got her purse, right? And... uh. Pick pick a color, a white guy, a, a Hispanic guy, Chinese guy, you know, black guy, matter. doesn't matter. They're wearing the white beater T-shirt. They got the any of those guys have a have shorts that are falling off their butt. They got their tatted up, got earrings, nose rings, looking kind of shady, right? Any of those guys, doesn't matter what color they are, she's clutching her perch first, right? Take that same guy, put him in a suit. Sure. Put him in a suit, nice hair. Briefcase steps on the elevator. Is she's not thinking twice about it? Oh, we can blame what James Dean and uh, who's the dude from uh, Marlon Brando, Streetcar Named Desire, right? Stella right. and all that. I mean, wife beater's been around forever. So you're right. right. Those those are all things that we uh, ingrain, yep. and we don't mean anything by that. They're not mad at us, etc. But we've got to learn to evolve our intelligence to assess those things. Yeah, and learn how to temper it. And that's what I wish they would teach. Like your point. I wish they would teach that in schools. Uh, Imagine in a sociology class doing that that example right there. Look at that guy wearing that. Look at the same guy wearing that. What comes to your mind? What do you feel? I think there's a there's a lot of missing elements in school right now. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of very important history that I know it's hard to shove everything into you know junior in high school. There's a lot. So I mean I don't know who's making the decision. Um, what classes we're going to put in there, what classes we're not. But as we have said many of times in um, these podcasts, is that when students have the ability to take a half a day as a part of their senior semester. <laughs> they're going to do it. What the hell? What the hell is that all about? Yeah, we're no, back to I that. mean, when we went to school, it was, and look, this isn't because I went to school, you're going to do it. No, let's take advantage of the school system. This yeah. is, the school is there to provide education. Let's learn something. And to prepare you for your future. So I don't know why they, they choose and elect not to include these. And, and personally, I, I think there's something, Some there's I think that there's something going on 
whoever's making these oh, decisions. Oh, there's a conspiracy theory. You can say it. I, I think there's something going on. There I think is. that people are trying to dumb us down. I think they're they're damaging the fabric of our of our communities. So it's idiocracy. The movie idiocracy. They're trying to dumb us down. I just think that they're they're thinning out and they're taking out parts of of history that the kids don't know and they're absolutely ignorant of. You know, I, I personally think if the black folks knew the truth about slavery from the beginning of time to now. They it, wouldn't it, be having the the attitude they'd have in terms of how m- many different types of people it affected. The entire world has been enslaved at one point, right? And it just so happens that the black folks were the last ones, right? But I guarantee it, before the black folks, from I should say before the Africans hit our coasts, there were more white folks that were hitting the African coasts. As slaves than there were hitting the, the the American coast, and that's a fact. More white people have been slaves than the black folks have. Period. Uh, interesting perspective. You know, the Middle East is that's their whole thing. It was dominate. You know, the Ottoman Empire. I don't know the all the history of it, but that that was their whole thing: dominate, kill, pillage, and right. enslave, and enslave, and they. They embraced, or they uh, they secured. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they <laughs> they the secured Barbary the Barbary pirates. That Barbary was one pirates. of the the things that they did. And this was interesting in the the late 1700s and the early 1800s is when um, uh, the Barbary pirates were taking our commerce and they were damaged it to the point where Thomas Jefferson was like, "Fuck you." And we sent, we, he created the U.S. Navy and sailed the USS Constitution and the, the Philadelphia uh, boat and came up here to, uh, went out there and whipped some ass. You know, the Barbary Pirates, all they did was paying a toll. They would let you through. And they let you through. Then they would take all the people off the boat and they would load them on the, uh, the, north, uh, the coast of North Africa and they'd sell them as sex slaves. 90% of them sex slaves. Uh-huh. Cultivate the lands. Go get my water. Whack me off. Not necessarily in that <laughs> order, but that was basically wow. what was going on. It, this is disgusting. Yeah. Human nature is just disappointing. So it's just, you know, I mean, that, that's a picture, a fantastic picture right there he's pulled up. Those are Barbary Pirates, and that, that was the, the perception of what they were. And notice that those folks are white. Right. All right. Those guys are probably being drug off of uh, somewhere in the United Kingdom. Hell, the Barbary Pirates went all the way up into the Scandinavian area. Up to where Oslo's at, and the, the lower tip of, right. uh, uh, you know, Norway, Finland, uh, and uh, what's the other one? Sweden. Sweden. And you know, they went all the way up there, yeah. and they would just, if it was on the coast, they hit it, and they didn't care. And they, <laughs> that may be a cliche look, but it kind of envelops the whole summary of what they did. And I'd be, I would be interested to find the cache of treasures. Yeah. Of where all that loot is. Buried. I, I thought you know, about that the other day. You need to get Nicolas Cage. <laughs> to find exactly. it. He'll find it. Yeah. That he the, knows the, all the clues. That and the Knights Templar. But my point by bringing that <laughs> whole thing up was that it, it's just, it's a lack of education. And I think that it, you hit it on the head. If, if we need, the kids need to be taught more. Yes. And if they know more, then, you know, the more you're informed about life, you can make better informed decisions on how you want to move forward. Yeah. And I think that some of these communities, that some of these, the black communities, they're just not. They, the teachers don't give a shit. 
You right. know, they're going to school. They just pass. You know, they don't give a shit. Just pass them. I, and that's just wrong. And I know it's got to start somewhere. And I know this generation's kind of fucked up. And I don't have the answers, and uh, but I can tell you, I know the direction we need to go, and I think that someone smarter than me needs to start taking steps to to make that happen, so that, you know, when my grandkids or great grandkids and their great grandkids, they were all together. This is, uh, you know, the goal is to be towards kind of a utopia, even though, I don't want to say open borders and all that stuff, kumbaya, but you know what? It kind of is. We all want to kind of get together. I'm not saying have open borders. I'm not. I'm just saying Whoa, we Sean. need to get together and we need to be more happy with each other. You know, and it's just kind of like, you know, at the end of the day, what do you? Do, what does it take for you to be happy? You know, and these guys got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. I mean, we drink bourbon. I like playing video games. I mean, what do you do to be happy at the? Randy, what do you do? I like this. I like exchanging of ideas. Um, I mean, to me, life's a journey. You're never going to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. There's plenty to learn. There's plenty to learn from other people. Uh, when you have these conversations, you learn a little more about yourself. Sure. Um, I think I think people who get tired of self-discovery are, are some of the sadder people I, I know. Yeah. Um, I'll turn it into, I'll, I'll rephrase this into my drunk's version of this story, which is much more entertaining. <laughs> and I've told this to my kids and my wife and everyone. And it'll come out, and I'll just say, "Hey, I I think I'm fucking awesome." They'll <laughs> just like, ask you. They're like, they're like, uh, yeah, sure. they're like, "Well, that's pretty arrogant." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's it's logical. I think I'm amazing." And they're like, "Thank you, sir." I'm like, "Well," and we're why, enjoying some well, Mexican why, lager while you're talking. Thank here. you. Yeah, and and they'll say, "Well, why is that?" I said, "Well, let me give, let me break it down logically. Do you or do you not have to live with you the rest of your life?" Yeah. Yeah. Would you sure. want to live with someone you hate? <laughs> why, why wouldn't you love who you are or make you the version of yourself you can not only tolerate but love? Because you have to be with you the rest of your life. I mean, there's nothing more logical than that. So find your find your thing that makes you like who you are, and that will help you. I I think that's totally valid. I think that's what everybody should strive to do. I just think that there's Lots of situations where the human brain does not allow them to do that. Well, there's, and now you're talking about a million different shades. Do you mean the wife? A million, no, (laughs) a million different shades of mental illness, right? From extremely mild to extremely scary, right? Totally. Um, and I think you know, I think brains can be wired to be negative. Yes. And you gotta, you gotta unwind that. And you know, so people look in the mirror and they, they look away immediately because they're like, I can't. I, Wait, so I can't stand they, they, it's, there's so much more to it though there's shame and there's decisions that were made that are you know that that they won't yep. ever let go of yeah. uh, there's a guilt and shame and this and that and they, and, and so and they, and they're not worth it anymore and I mean you know it's, it's huge. there's also people okay what makes you happy us here we probably have a lot of the similar things but there's people out there that what makes you happy I like killing people. Right, there's people out there like that. I like hurting oh, things. This took a turn. I like. Yeah. I like. Uh, well, there is yeah, right. There I are. mean, I there there's are. people. Uh, that's what makes them happy or satisfies them in whatever way, right? And um, there's there's a full we're, spectrum. We're gonna, for the record, we're going to deter that 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 trait. So yeah. he's absolutely right. <laughs> that's there's not the way to show self love. Yeah. Of our whole spectrum, we're going to have, as Paul said, a group that are mentally ill, that struggle, that have the capability to be happy, although their intent is to be. Sure. Then there's going to be a spectrum right. group Everybody who wants to be happy. not to be. Well, they're yeah. going to have like but, a little flow but, chart with pictures. But yeah. we can be more successful <laughs> this is what in not to do. 
managing, helping, and treating those people, the happier and stronger the vast majority are. And yeah. that's where I was talking to them Saturday night that if happiness is a skill, that's something else we ought to be teaching kids. Sure. Like what are the yeah. skills you need to do to find that? And enough kids aren't reading. You talk about, they always talk about wealthy people and how much they read because that makes them more successful. But part of that comes from, you know, gosh, philosophy, like know thyself and find your purpose and all that. And I'm not trying to get too Zen, but yeah, like if you can't be happy with yourself to be positive, you can't impact others. And, and I'm not saying it has to be a kumbaya. A lot of people, it's win one little battle at a time. Um, help others in a different way. And sure. we don't teach them any of these coping skills. We don't teach them financial skills. We don't no. teach them coping skills. You know we don't what? teach them societal skills. You know where that stuff historically comes from? I know where you're going. It comes from church. Nice. That's where, those, that's where those traits come from historically. Well, historically. It was never the church, the education system is not designed, I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but it's not designed to supplement the, 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 the quote, spiritual part of you know and i'm not talking about you know god and jesus i'm talking about the message of how to treat people and how to you know and how to feel about yourself and because all those messages are in religion right and, and not just also not the just, boy scouts and not the girl just, scouts it, it is it's, programs it's, it's like in that. a lot of places but i'm saying those like one of the same now from the beginning oh, yeah. it came that's from Lord. it came from religion. well and i think if that were to evolve so that's probably one of the problems we talk about um advancing society you flirted with the open borders, but basically if we could all figure it out yeah. and all exist together, sure. problem is, that not, will, not that, to Hollywood, but... That will never happen. No, every futuristic store, every well, futuristic movie of a utopia is this calm, evolved species, but what's it common? Buck some, Rogers. Some mono, yeah, always in monolithic uh, control. There's some big control mechanism, right? Yeah, and it's so like people the yeah, 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 People, yeah. I think the reason they've turned away... They haven't evolved religion to not just be because it was decreed. <laughs> like, yeah. do this, be good to thy neighbor. We need well, to evolve that thing. message to a We're because the be anti-authority. We need to go back to a let's let's evolve that messaging. We still want the same outcome, yeah, but yeah, the yeah, dialogue yeah. of how we get there it's instead different. of reading it and singing it from someone who told me to do it, which we've already talked about anti-authority. Yeah. Right. Let's let's get there from a. You know, there are people doing like church under the bridge type stuff, you know, and, and outreach. You know? But it does yeah, it sure. does bring a valid point. I mean, the if you can't learn in school, I mean, you, you the family has the the source of churches and church like places and more and more than just church. I mean, they, they honestly, say, your value system comes from your parents. Yeah. So they, I'd like to modify that, though, real quick. I think we need to change the definition of family. Everyone listening might be identifying that as, as nuclear. Right? And then the prescribed husband, wife, sibling. Like, it doesn't have to well, be hold that. On. To if be you don't successful. have a mother and a father, stop listening right now. You're out. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe not. I should have gotten a vote on that first. Well, the, some might well, identify you, as. Well, you were uncles. probably conceived that way, but yes. Um, no, my mother I, identifies as an uncle now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aunt yep. Jenny is now Aunt Jamie. <laughs> yep. Yep, and so that wow. that's going to be, you know. <laughs> well, the reason I the reason I actually brought that up was not to champion diversity, was more yeah. to prevent anyone listening to get discouraged and go, well, if I don't have a mother and a father, I'm, I'm already yeah, hopeless. Yeah, I totally get it. I yep. meant it as you could have an uncle, a grandfather, you could have 
three buddies from that you grew up with that are your conscience. Dude, your value it's system can your come community. from anybody right. who yeah. who is a pivotal. That's all I meant. A pivotal, yeah. a pivotal person in your life. Yeah. There are people who don't have fa- uh, parents at all, and it's it's the uh, it's the old dude on the corner. It's the right. community. Correct. You know, it takes a community to raise sure. a family, a child. Yep. You know, dude, and, every, kind of, and the bottom mentor. line is, everybody yeah. makes a difference in that. Yep. Right. It's unfortunate though that. You know, there's just bad apples. There's bad mentors out there. There's, there's just yeah. There's people that take well. There's a lot of people that don't have that, right? So I, you know, I was watching a news story last night about these kids that uh, just got rescued from the sex trade down in Georgia. Sixty-five kids, right? Yeah, amazing. And I can't remember who the interview was with. Oh, it was with that Nancy Grace. She's over the top, but anyway, she brought up some good points. Oh yeah, she is. And she's like, you know, I think uh, she was being interviewed by somebody, and the question was, you know, what 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 happens with these kids? And she's like, well, these kids, these the, the existence that they live is, they get captured, they get raped twenty times a day because they're pimped out, right, right, right. And then they come back and they get beat up and thrown into a room with ten other kids, and it just repeats itself. And if those kids are ever, sa- ever saved, what condition are they going to be in? Right. You know they they don't they don't know anything different. Right. So they're going they're going to be it's a disaster, right? And and these kids, what are they going to be like in five, ten years when they're fifteen, twenty years old? Yeah. Anything to numb the pain, and that's a lot yeah. of bad vices. Yeah. So it, it's that's an extreme experience, but everyone has a different experience. That's true. And I mean that's extreme, but there's a lot of extreme experiences out there that people go through. And uh, whereas mine, we didn't go to church growing up, but and I don't remember my mom or dad ever sitting me down going, "This is how you treat people." But it was by observance, right? Of yeah. how my parents treated people. Absolutely. They didn't have to sit, sit down and tell me; they did it by example. And so a lot of families, they don't have that. So, you yeah. know, I'm waiting for somebody with the big brain and the means. You know, I think about Bill Gates and all of them. They're going to leave their fortunes. And I think about things like, so we've just identified there are tons of youth and troubled people that are early in their lives on this planet who don't have mentors. They don't right. have, right? And those people, if they're part of a single parent family, they, that person's working three jobs. There's no time. No time. Then we've got a baby boomer generation that's about to retire. And if you ask most of them why they're depressed, is no one visits them, no one cares what they have to say, no one thinks they're worth anything. Like, why can't you make a Bridges Move Forward foundation of mentors and seniors, like, all this wisdom? Connect the dots, I right? I mean, like, these people would love to talk to people and help them. These people are craving being helped by somebody, like, I bet for our kids someday, you know, I'd love for them to say, it's different when I come in and you're juggling three things, Dad, and you're half listening to me, and it's rushed, and I'm trying to talk to you. Versus walking into a senior citizen or a baby boomer who's retired has nothing but time. It makes you feel, sit down, have some yeah. lemonade, talk to me. Yeah. Like, kind of creepy almost, you know. <laughs> yeah, you could go there. But, you know. It's um, not very attractive. I, I, think, I think there are a lot of, I think there are a lot of good ideas like that. That, yeah, that can be, we, you know. Thank you, Austin. You talk about a village. So back when a tribe or a community or a village raised you, you had that circle of life going. Yeah. From the oldest to the youngest. Yeah, that's right. You know. That's true. I think we can find it. I'm an optimist, though. What is the, uh, you said you wrote a book? I wrote a book? Yeah, did you say Corbin and Cruz or something like that? No, 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 he wrote, wrote a letter. letter to, those are uh, representatives. Ted Cruz. John Ted Cornyn. Cruz. Oh, Cornyn and Cruz. Cruz. I was like, it's Corbin like and Cruz. It's like Fast and Furious, Cornyn and yeah. Cruz. 
like, all right, it's, well, a, it's a cartoon strip. I'm back. And by the way, I didn't even get a Beetle. I didn't even get a staffer write me back say thanks for your input or anything. So from, from either one? Did Zero. you copy anybody? Zero. Was it was it really poorly written? <laughs> Did you Did use punctuation? A, a bunch of spelling mistakes. Was it an email or a document? <laughs> it was a two hundred word. You have to communicate to them through a pre-populated field. Well, you shouldn't be that proud. You should you should share it. I think uh, I think that if shared with enough folks, I just want better understanding. We can yeah. solve little things at a time. Little wins add up. If one of those is, it just happens to be way more relevant than two years ago when I wrote it. Thought that's funny, but that would be a great start to start taking the edge. Well, off if you don't people. mind and you're not too proud or shy, I'd love to read it. Okay. You know, forward it on, learn it, teach it. Yeah. You know, if it makes sense, there's no reason. I love to mentor. Yeah. I enjoy uh, teaching, you know, kids and talking to them. And I've done some volunteer work and I enjoy it. I feel good. It makes me feel good. We talk about things that make me happy. Yeah, that makes me happy. I like being uh, a fatherly person towards kids and stuff. Awesome. Hey, Austin. We need more of that. Completely separate thing, but pull up the mugshot for Gerald Kohler. Your your picture triggered a memory. Sorry, that was a hard segue. <laughs> hard segue. Gerald Kohler. Yes, G E R A. While you're doing that, let me close out that previous topic with a, a, a cool one. So there was a uh, a black jogger who was uh, stopped by police, kind of. Kind of like the story you described, where they all kind of drew guns and stuff. It was kind of a, it was an abrasive, uh, you know, not arrest, but a detaining. It scared him. He was worried. He was recording, uh, because he fit the description of uh, a burglary suspect. And so they were apparently told him over and over again, "You're not being arrested. You're simply being detained until we can confirm that you're not the person." That blah 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 blah. And he completely complied. He was scared as shit, but he was completely complied in everything. And then after the whole thing was done, the officers thanked him for complying, thanked him for, uh, you know, just his professionalism and whatever, and they offered him a job at the sheriff's department. Yeah, we need more of those stories. And that's Don't we? News and media and the soundbite and the got to grab attention so it's hyperbole and drama. They were so appreciative yeah. of, of him complying in a very tense situation, doing their jobs. Right, doing their jobs, trying to find somebody who, who fit the description of a of a of a burglary, a burglar, you know, burglar. Anyway, yeah, they offered him a job. I thought that was cool. Hey, um, a little bit off the subject uh, with comp- the girl Sophia. Um, yeah, weird deal. What what is the the verdict on this? I don't What's know. I haven't, I haven't heard anything new. Have you heard anything about this? All right, this is a nine year old girl that lives in Frisco. She apparently uh, recorded. She Look is. She she recorded herself. Is that the reason why you want to pull this up? You want to see his yes. fucking pear shaped head? What is this? <laughs> what, why, what are we looking at here? <laughs> That's it's an Antifa guy that just got arrested. He's got a, he's got a moose knuckle <laughs> head. It's like some fat bitch's twat just sitting up there. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, um, he just mark the time. Mark the time on. Mark that. the time. Well, he sure. just he just you pulled can't say twat. <laughs> <laughs> twat, you say? Well, <laughs> what? Twat. That, that I is a wait, huge no. butt plug. All right. Time stamp this one. Twat, I can't hear you. I have an ear infection. Oh, 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 oh I'll finger it out later. Oh, oh, Actually, God. don't edit that. That was perfect. Everybody needs to hear that. Yes. It was like uh, Carlin. Right? God, did you see those other people? Austin minimized that. 
<laughs> I can't hear you. You can spell it right. Oh, you got to spell it oh right. Oh, my God. Look at that. It's a whole fucking list. That's a lot, of, a lot of edits. Yeah, those are all Antifa people that have been arrested recently. Yeah. Anyway, the big head that he showed earlier made me think of that guy. It looks like uh, Megamind from some cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Look at that thing. Anyway. What? Okay. Something with the medulla oblongata, maybe. Yeah, he's or? got something work. Maybe he's got uh, lots of brain folds. Maybe he's riding on the back of a motorcycle and got hit in the head or something. And what's so what's so frustrating to the Portland police? They see these people every single yep. night. They arrest them and they and they catch let them go. And they're starting to all know each other now. Mega <laughs> Nice. There we go. Oh, that's him. All right. That's him. That's great. So what are we? Uh, I I thought. At yeah, they're not. They're still releasing them. But the aren't the police getting? Uh, they're having the ability to ex- extinguish the the riots now. I mean, they're starting to. Say well, I mean, they're getting tired of it, dude. It's been over a hundred days. Well, what what's happening is well, the latest and it's starting to spread. So now Rochester, New York. Have you seen that footage? No. Yep, that's my hometown, and where they threw the they forced people out of the tables and yeah. threw the tables and chairs on people that were dining. Yep. That is ridiculous. Oh they, they, my god! Some fat bitch got into one of the old folks. T- old. picked up the iced tea, and they, she was like. And drank the iced tea right in front of them. Just like all attitudinal and everything. Yeah, I was like, oh what, my god, what, what is that? That's that. That's Black Lives Matter. Yes, it was a Black it's, Lives Matter march. Is what it was. It's worse. It's it. It's you, out of control. You realize it's, chaos. it's you re- anarchy. You realize the civil rights icons of like the '60s would be so disappointed and embarrassed by these people. Yeah, and they were black. It's completely non-civil. They're, I mean, they're white and black people, but I know. Just, I I don't I don't get. I don't get it. I don't believe that's their cause. That's the reason why. If you if you if that's not the cause, Black Lives Matter, and that they're no. simply there because George Soros is writing a big fat check oh, and everyone is stirring up is shit. getting lubed up and he's paying for all these fancy blue tents that they're living in right now. Yeah, they're stirring up shit, man. That's all. That's all they want to do. Make the they want to create unrest every night until the election. Which it, the Dems <laughs> are trying to turn it to make it sound like it's Trump's fault. That's right. Trying. I don't know if they'll succeed. Yeah, they're saying it's he's the reason he's created the climate and the culture and and the all the, everything right. that's leading to. I don't know how they can say that. I mean, because if if Trump had his way, he would have the the place would be impregnable. I mean, he would have a fortress. He yeah, would have I, the army there. But that's the whole point. That's what they're fighting back against. They're they're claiming that we're one we're one step away from marsh, you know Trump's martial law. But that's blah, not blah, true. Blah. I know that. It's but not true. You have to understand. This is what they're being fed. It's give and take. You know, I think the mayors and and the mayors need to step up. I mean, I I cannot believe that they're allowing this to happen to their citizens. Well, there. I, I mean, mean it's a well, shame the, on well, them. Well, it's because the, a lot of these mayors are telling the police to stand down. That's right. I don't. And, and I think. I think. What is the incentive by doing that? Keep your job. They want the unrest. Yeah. But for what? To make to, Trump look bad. To yes. get Trump out of office, dude. This is all yes. about getting Trump out of office. This is a. It's despicable. It, it's that's great. It's, it is despicable. It's just it's and outrageous. You, and you know what? Uh, now it's creating a rise of citizen <laughs> militias. And yeah. there's going to be more and more of the of the Kyle Rottenberry or whatever his name is, uh, the the guy that you know in self defense shot those two other Antifa guys that were beating him up. Yeah, he'll get off. What's the latest with him? I think he will. Rittenhouse. He'll get off. He, he's got some ace uh, lawyers that are that are working for him right now. And there's video footage. I know. Uh, uh, he's exonerated. 
He's exonerated. 100% self-defense. I agree. 100%. They were coming after him before he took a shot. I know. Before he took a shot, they were coming after him. And you know what? Thank God it was that seven. If it would have been me, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I would have killed a lot more. So it's kind of I'm kind of glad I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what, I could be in jail right now. But that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. They don't want these situations to where you know so citizen militias feel like they have to defend. Yeah. I mean, do you have family there right now? Yep. You know, I mean, what are they thinking? I mean, they're at home right now. Are they going to be marching up the God blessing street? Are they armed? No. So, I mean, what are they going to do to defend is themselves? It, is it uh, relegated to the like, downtown area yeah, though, yeah. where they're doing I mean, this stuff? Same kind of thing. It's the same like Dallas to yeah. Frisco right. where they're at. But it's scary because you don't know where it's going to start. You don't you don't know where these guys are going to travel to to make their point. Well, you they, know? they could bust them in is what happens. Man, well, I'm just... Well, they're also very connected on uh, Twitter. And, um, what, like private accounts? No, not even private Oops. accounts. Because we're going to meet at this place. Bam, yeah, I've seen them. Hundred percent. Right? I've seen them because I, I don't. I don't watch Twitter. I've, I, I purposely I've, don't. That's well, how the too upset. That's how the police are are tracking them and yeah. and are there before they get there. They say four o'clock at so and so. Be there. Be ready or whatever. You know, wear your stuff, right? And uh, and and the uh, the new thing is that they're anti press now because what's happening are all these videographers are. Videoing it, and that's how the federal are getting arrested. Are getting arrested. You know, that was one thing I was going to ask because there are there are so many cameras out there, mm-hmm. and their their biggest thing is kind of like you know, no, don't film me, don't film me. But there are so many cameras out there, but yet we're not seeing any fantastic footage. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, that's because they are wanting to film it for for <clears throat> their cause and put it on their feeds to say, look what the police are doing and look is what we're it? doing. But is the it problem is, like some are, of it is yes. I, I mean, we've got to have some sort of somebody down there. Some we we got to have our own pe- people down there that are filming it and getting some face recognition. That's what's happening. Uh, things set up. That's we're why we're starting to get these people. Well, there. there are, and that's one of the people that I I, I just started following him, and uh, he's the one who posted some of this stuff, and he posts a lot of footage. Um, you know what I think? Of this. Well, just uh, like this. Well, I don't the, think. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping that towards like you know. And this isn't because I'm thinking that right before Trump uh, gets reelected or right before the, the November happens, maybe the, the first of October ish, that maybe some something's going to c- come out. Something's going to come out where we're going to find out where the, 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 the money trail is coming from. The, the paper trail for the money that's paying all these guys that get on planes to travel from point A to point B because they've got some sort of, you know, some police officers are just shot. Uh, another black guy, and it's in this community, and boom, we'll dispatch you they're, know, they're 50 there, people down there. They're there within uh, two or three days, the, the big group of them. You yeah. know? And so what's the ask in the protest? What, what's the end game? I don't think there unrest. is Unrest. Yeah. yeah. It's just unrest per- I think in perpetuity. I, I think it to get yeah. Trump out of and office. And then when a Democrat wins, the funding will stop. It goes away. And then it goes away. Overnight. I think it does. Okay. Overnight. Got it. No, I, well, okay. There, there's more to it though. I mean, th- remember these are, these are, are, and this is the oxymoron of the whole thing. You know, aren't, aren't traditionally Republicans anti-federalists, wanting less government? Yes, uh, in general, and conservatives these in general are, are. There are big government Republicans though that 
by the, the very nature of a federalist is they want more government. But yet these guys are fighting because they want less government. So no, it no, just no. doesn't make sense. Yeah, they, they want they want a strong, centralized, utopian government that will force down everybody's throats, the green and the this and the that. I mean, so it's it's it's, it's not communism, about, right? They want they want big government that will that will force what they want. Correct. They are against yeah. any government that is against what they want. No. But what they don't understand is when you advocate for a, a hugely overpowerful central government, you give up your freedoms. We and we, bad things happen. We we hit this last week, and and I'm still I I still don't have the answer for it. I don't, we may never get the answer for it, but I don't understand why they're not labeled a domestic terrorist group. I think we're headed there. And well, they need to be headed there after the first week. The problem is, it's not. Um, I don't think to be labeled a terrorist organization, there has to be some sort of organization. They are organizing on Twitter. Well, yes and no, right? It's hard to so. So then you get in some serious gray area. Anybody who is protesting violently suddenly gets labeled right. as a terrorist. You know, I don't want to be this left wing, right wing thing and 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 pick about pick on Republicans and pick on Democrats, but for some reason. I feel as if the tables were turned and that was a, a right-wing group out there causing the same shenanigans, shit would be hitting the fan. Huge. And the, the God, we would have foreign... <laughs> they, would, they would annihilate it. It would be exterminated. Yeah, you mean like in Portland or Seattle? Yeah, none of that shit would exist. If it was... If it I, were, if I, it I, it I was don't want to throw stones, man. That's not my angle. But I just, I just feel that because... It supports kind of the left's agenda that they're doing less about it. I totally agree. You know, that's a burden of, of position too. I mean, actually, I was in a conversation with a strong Democratic person the other week, and they made a really good point. Actually, they said, "Why, why when I exchange with Republicans, they get so mad and defensive?" And I said well, why do you think? So I flipped back. They said, well, because they don't want anything to change. That got my mind spinning into an interesting theory. Someone's always going to be in a position of power or influence in any organization. You're going to have a little bit more than someone else. And if the... I'll take a stretch here. This is my part, only me, editorializing. If a lot of the Republican slant is capitalism, make what you can seize opportunity, pursue happiness, sure. which is the power rests in the self, and if you win the game, you're winning the game. People who aren't winning the game want to change the rules. Mm -hmm. And so the, the Democrats are constantly wanting the rules changed, and they're selling equality, and everyone's going to have the same. And the Republicans are saying, hey, we worked hard for positions of power and influence and privilege. We don't want to necessarily give those up willy-nilly. That's a tough bridge to Huge. to cross over and there's some real stuff in there not not, not all that's wrong that's the hard part is to yeah, say right that is a tough topic and that's the one i'm like so what's the ask right your protest now there are tons of people who like to just get subsidized to go like jeff said be bad people mm -hmm. right like substitute teacher right it was always willie in the corner that like was the bad guy in class because we have a sub Right, so people are like, man, I can go just do unrest, but on my resume I can say I protested for a cause. Like, there's a lot of people with not good intentions participating in all sorts right. of things, 
and but you know, how do you talk real about people that says there's going to be no organization in the world that doesn't have some discrepancy in power? There's just not, and that's why when you said there's no such thing as utopia long term, I thought that's where you were going to go. Is there's no organization that has order that doesn't have certain degrees of influence and power, and you've got to be in certain positions to do that. And that's a that's a tough <laughs> that's a tough one to navigate. I think your control. Well, I think your comment about Republicans being in power, but Republicans are not in power. Um, I don't know what that. I don't know what you mean by that. I think I, what I mean is, right or wrong, the association is that most people who have accumulated more of what they wanted America to be for them, so status, money, position, wealth, are probably slanting Republican because it's a you acquire you make of it what you make of it. I don't know if and I, I agree with that. And I think a lot of Democratic people are more of the. I don't have as much as the next guy. Now, I may not have worked as hard to get it, but I'd sure like more. Can't we all spread it out evenly? And I think what happens is that's a, right or wrong. I think that's a label that goes with, oh, well, Randy, you must be Republican because, you know, financially you like to keep all the stuff you get. I think that's I think there's some, some of that, and so there's a always, you okay. don't want to spread it around. You want to keep it yourself kind of stigmas. That's where I think some of this gets bent. So, go ahead, Jeff. No, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm conflicted with that because uh, I think that uh, that is the American way, right? This is America, and that's what America's built on. And I think what some of the messaging that's going around out there right now is they want to change the fabric of what that is. And I don't think it's a Republican or a Democrat because there's some extremely wealthy Democrats out there who don't want to give their money up and their power, right? Um, that's not just a Republican thing. I think it's Republican and Democrat. And if you if you are successful, you don't want to give it up, right? Right. Regardless of Democrat or Republican. So I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think what the message that these people are trying to get or do is they're, they're trying to fundamentally change what America is. But why are they doing it? Because they don't have anything. Right, because they want more of it, and they don't like the rules of the but game. I, yeah, but I don't see that as a Republican or Democrat thing. I, th I see that. But the people that are fighting for this, they associate themselves more with de Democrat right. than Republican. That's what I'm, that, that's why I was headed to. That's what I was saying is it's sticky. But why is that? Well, look, it's, that's, look if you were to, I mean, look at Lord of the Flies. I mean, uh, what a brilliant <laughs> book. You take a bunch of kids, all the adults mm. died, and we watch law be decided by right. juveniles. And we've got some kids voicing, or Animal Farm, any of that. There's some that are like, everything's equal. Everybody gets the same, whether you work hard or not. And then you've got other people going, hey, this guy's sitting around all day, and I'm fishing for 12 hours. And I'm catching 30 fish, and he eats three fish, and I eat three fish. That's a real human condition that you're right is at the fabric of what I love about America is think about how we've evolved from 300 years ago when we were part of England. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have noble blood, you could not do anything, right? You were destined to, you were capped in life. It's like a caste, right? and caste so, system. Right. And so when, when we came over here, we're like that, no way, man, Surf. you could be anybody, mm -hmm. any blood right. you can roll. So, okay. So we evolved on that one. Now we got some more to do, but yeah, that's a, that's a human issue all the way. There's the, there's the, 
those two types of polarized personalities of how you approach life is is tough to navigate. I, I also think it's it's the Democrats have themselves in a pickle because for years you had socialism, you had Democrats, and you had Republicans. Like Bernie Sanders, he's not a re- member of the Democratic Party. Correct. But now it seems like the Democrat Party is getting hijacked by the socialists, mm-hmm. which is a different mindset altogether. Correct. The, the Democrats of even 40 years ago is not what we have today. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden was part of that 40 years ago, by the way. Yeah, and, you know, you know, you always hear, you know. That's uh, crazy, too, to think about that. I know. And uh, JFK, you hear today, would be nothing. Or the, he, he, he's not part of what the Democrat Party is today. Not even close. And uh, I think that's. Some of the message I want to get to is I think the Democrat Party has been been hijacked by this message, and a lot of it's Bernie and his bros. Well, Trump Trump isn't necessarily a Republican either. I mean, the Republican Party has taken him on, but he's right. not a Republican. No, he's, he's not. more of an independent in the center kind. And I just think the rules of engagement have completely changed. It needs a reboot, and I think. Um, they need to come up with a set of rules, hold on, a set of definitions of what is, and start posing the questions. What do we want from our government? Do we want this? And maybe don't call them Democrats, maybe take away the, 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 the donkey, take away the elephant, and just start redefining uh, the definitions of what we're at, where, we, where we're going. Nobody the, wants to be uh, a communist country. But bring, the, bring the Whigs back. Dude, look, there is um, <laughs> nice. there, there are folks out there, and there's a lot of them, that agree that uh, the communism should be the way to go. There's a lot of them out there. It, what what yeah, is but the foundation of that belief? Yes. Why Ignorance. do they believe that? Is the well, only thing I can say. Well, who's teaching them that, though? Exactly. Or who's how teaching them? Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but hold on. It's all, it's all in how you frame it, right? If you say, what is the role of government— do you believe that the government should be uh, strong, powerful, and, and have the ability to make life fair for everyone? Uh, make it so that you know the wealthy can give a bigger part of their share and wealth, you know, redistribution. Yeah. You know, if you phrase it like that, people can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you want to be a communist country? Well, They'll go, oh hell no. There's a because they associate communism with a totalitarian state, right? Uh, right, where down even more, they they associate it with Russia. Well, I mean, that's exactly. A, that's the only media education they have. That's right, and what that is is a extremely strong, powerful central government that controls the lives of everyone because they make the decisions on what is equality. Right, equality in food, equality in money, and equality in healthcare. But they don't. They don't know that. They, All they're thinking about is the equal distribution, and that's the danger. That's the danger of socialism. That's the danger of of, so, of of any large, centralized, powerful government that that is empowered and actually even more, not only empowered but uh, leaned upon to to answer those questions for all of us, because bad things happen. Human nature takes over, power becomes corrupt, right? Yep. And then from that point on, when you when, when, as soon as you give up your individual rights, right? To to for the state, for the cause, for the 
the broader goal for the green utopia. What, you can call it whatever you want. But as soon as you give up your individual rights, states' rights, individual rights, whatever, to a central power, it's going to go bad. And we do not learn from history. No, yeah. Well, that's that's a fact. You know, there's uh, to chime that in on that, uh, the, the, the folks I was uh, talking about specifically, um, I've met groups of people. Um, there were some guys that worked for me. My, um, they were performers, uh, musicians, and they would they do DJ work for me, karaoke, and they perform some live shows, doing some stuff. All of them were going to school and uh, UNT, and uh, they're fantastic performers. However, they're brainwashed. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to I had to delete them off of Facebook because it was, it was cr- it was creating anxiety for me because toxic. every time I'd see it, I'm just like, it's toxic. Absolutely. And when I would chime in, I'd be like, yeah, that's not true. All of a sudden, you'd have 14 people Avalanche come of hate. out of the woodwork and just start spouting off horrible stuff. Avalanche of hate. You know, and it, it just like nothing that was even relative to the conversation. Right. And I just, I got rid of it. And But the, that's the group. Yeah. Uh, there's some people up at Filtered. Uh, filtered and they're the same way. They're educated. Uh, but they just got done with with school. It's it. I think the school systems are teaching it completely. College colleges for hey, sure. Hey, I'll admit, when I graduated, I was a Clinton voter because I was a young kid graduate mm-hmm. with no assets. Right. And the idea of well, no experience spre- or anything. And, and the and no. the idea of spreading it around and see, helping other people out. I grew like, up poor and I graduated poor. Seemed like the right so thing I'm to like, do. Shit, I could use a little help. And I didn't have any malice towards anybody. I'm like. That yeah. sounds decent to me. Well, at sure. least you knew the difference. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And then now, you know, older I get, yeah, right. I, I got a lot of things, <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's that's you typically know, everybody. That's kinda, typically the progress, you know. right? Yeah. I mean, you have the holdouts and you have the old Democrats, but that's typically the progress. The the young college educated folks when they come out of school, now they have a shitload of debt. They're like, how am I going to get out of this? That's why they want free college. Mm-hmm. And. Once they get out of that and they start making their money, now it's like, I don't want to give any of this away. Right. I've worked and hard to get this. Based on individual merit and accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. They know they worked hard for that. You know, I... I, it, change, I it changes the mental psyche. I saw a fascinating video of, I can't remember who was going around asking the questions of college students. And the question was about socialism. And, about, you know, he, he would first ask about... You know, is it okay to, you know, take money from a rich person to spread to the less fortunate? Well, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. Okay. So let's talk about, let's, let's translate that into your school. So you're getting a 4.0, and there's someone down here getting a 2.0. Well, you have more than enough. Can you give some of your grade point to someone getting a 2 point to get them up to a 3 point? Yeah, why not? And they're like, well, no, I worked hard for that. I studied. This person down here didn't study. So they, I'm not they willing. They smoked dope all day. I'm not willing to give any of that up. Well, you just said it was okay for someone to give money that they worked hard for. It's a great analogy. And they were just like, you see the light bulb go off. So yeah. right? why, why don't we have a series done by responsible people? And it's, it's a dozen hour long things about investigating a socialist government investigating communist government, 
and outline these things so people could actually watch this stuff and know what the heck it would mean in reality. And make an intelligent And educate decision. people instead of soundbite people. Yeah, I, I just read a study, I don't know if it was by Microsoft or a university, that said the attention span of U.S. citizens has gone from 12 seconds to 8 seconds since 2000. So in 20 years, we've Cell lost phone. 33% of our attention span. Smartphone, yeah, you're Cell right. Phone. And like we... we we won't, like you said, it's just easier to brainwash soundbite parrot. Yeah. S- right? Read three words of the 100 word article or come to a conclusion, and everybody soundbite and tweets each other. And not does, no one does this. And talk and have a, have a conversation, and they're lost. And yeah. I think anyone who's, who doesn't know how to swim, who's in the ocean, is scared. And if you're not educated, you're swimming. You're in an ocean, and you don't know how to swim. You don't have the tools. Yep. And so that's why they're all brainwashed, thinking, "You know, Stalin's going to throw me a life raft or something." Well, I mean, I mean that's that's kind of what they're saying that the black uh, the black population is dependent on the Democratic Party because they have, in in essence, brainwashed them for decades and decades, saying, uh, "You know, you can trust us. Uh, you're you're not going to get you're not going to get this." This help from anybody else. You're not going to get them from the Republicans. You're not. You. You. you this party is the party that's going to help you. But they don't better. And they don't. They no. don't better they, them. All they do is get their votes and stay in power. Well, and that's why it, if if the Democrats win in November, um, one thing that'll be interesting is two years after that, are are those people's lives better? Are they materially different? Right. And, and that's hopefully the, they're smart enough to analyze that and quantify that. And come to their own conclusion. And you know what? In Trump's case, their lives were better. Yeah. You Mine know? was worse than the wallet, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, yeah, possibly. But the, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, the, the black community being Democrat. They're not all of them, of course, but a lot of them, their lives were better. Yeah. Right? From low unemployment, low all unemployment, that kind of stuff. A lot of the things. Higher wages. The, uh, the uh, job growth, yeah. Historically black colleges. What do they call them, the HBCs or something like that? Um, you know, he did a lot. With, he did a lot of a jail reform and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So there's a lot out there that's improved a big segment of this uh, society. That um, we'll have to see what happens in well, November. So here's here's the problem we've talked about a little bit too. You've got two work coworkers. Well, A and B, both of them get the exact same result at the end of the job of a project. Yeah, they both do the same job. One's kind of an asshole through it, and one is nice to work with. Right. Who do you pick to work with moving forward? And that's where Trump just hasn't helped himself. I mean, just yeah. you just don't, don't have I to don't be. You, you, that, you're yeah. getting great results, but you, the way I you agree. got there, come on, man. Yep. Well, yep. but <laughs> I agree. I think we all agree that yeah, with this. he you needs know. to he needs to tone it back. He he never will though. Well, this but he needs to tone it back. Is uh, uh, I know this general contractor, and who's a complete asshole. Complete asshole, doesn't have good people skills. Point is, is that he does fantastic work. He does fantastic work, and uh, some of his clients are, uh, they have their reservations uh, rehiring him to do the second part of their job. And uh, some of them they have, some of them they have it. but I, I'll be frank with you. I mean, a lot of the times that uh, the, the job, well, my point is, he's an example too. Right. Complete asshole. Uh, but you know, I I think for the sake of Donald Trump and what he does, I think that if he doesn't have a second, uh, it it'll be 
I don't want to say a catastrophe, but uh, all the things that Obama has done, I believe Trump has undone. You know, and I don't, I don't have a list. Actually, I would like to see a list uh, if that's available of all the things that he has undone. And I think that um, it would be a crying shame to have the things that Trump started undone because he's pulling back the all the regulations that are holding down the small businesses in the United States that make us who we are. All, all businesses, but yeah. yeah. All businesses, but I, I think, well, all businesses and bringing them back. And I just, I think it's right, even though it, uh, prior, prior conversations, Jeff, it, it directly impacts your company and you, your company's feeling it with the, um, the tariffs that are apply, applied. But at the same time, I think in the long run, it's going to make our country even better because you, you just have to prepare for it. If you get used to not having to pay shit, you know, that's they get used to that. So, you know, or we could just do away with tariffs. And then the big reply is, or the response is, whoa, easy now. No, we can do, no, 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 really. We can get rid of tariffs. Let's just get rid of it for everybody. Just, just get rid of all the tariffs. We'll pay the actual uh, stamp, uh, the postage stamp on getting it from point A to point B, and we'll just get rid of the tariffs. And, oh, they want to do that. So, well, you got to ask yourself why. Somebody's making money. Yeah. You know, it's just, it only makes sense for everyone to make money. If they're going to do it, be fair. I think I went on a rant about tariffs. <laughs> it's kind of cloudy. Yeah. On between you and him bobbing in the fucking water. <laughs> 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 yeah, that she mentioned it. Anyway, that yeah. was. Was a bourbon infused, yeah. but rant. you know what? But rightfully so, though. You you said a lot of things that were that were true. I mean, for your specific company, uh, when you order three million dollars worth of parts, and you 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 have to pay the tariffs to cut, have it get come in, and then they don't want it, you have to pay for it to go back out. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's not worth it. And to me, uh, that sounds like a mismanagement on the contractual terms that you're you're. No, it, it's it's called no, not the bosses. It's called the OEM uh, understanding it, and they're bypassing the U.S. to ship straight to Canada from Hong Kong. Are they just driving it over on a on a bus? No, they're no. It's going either by boat or by plane. So it leaves Hong Kong and it goes into Canada. Yeah, it doesn't so, touch U.S., so it doesn't incur a tariff. Yeah, so Canada so when, sells so it to when, us. No, I have customers in Canada. Oh, okay, okay. But so I'm saying my about the United States. No, my customers in Canada, I order it, right, or my team does, from the OEM. I'm not going to say who it is. They ship it from Hong Kong, and it, go, and it bypasses the U.S. So the OEM does not pay a tariff because it's shipping direct into Canada. But then my customer goes, oh, I changed my mind. I don't want this. Well, in order for me to return it back to that OEM, the only location they have for me to return it is in the U.S., which means I have to bring it back into the U.S. and I incur a 25% tariff then on that $3 Just million. Just to return something Just to return something. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, now I'm out. That's a lot of money. Crap load of money. Yeah. Well, right? there's got to be a workaround with that. but And that hits me. It's unless a- unless you have a contractual agreement with your customer. Yes. Right? So a re- this is A restocking fee. Well, so this, this yeah. is new, well, so none of those true. contracts have this language in it. Well, it it's sounds like there needs to be an update, and, and reasonably so, because, I mean, right. there needs to be China. An, there needs to be an amendment. Some, 
And I, I, I pushed for an that. amendment from Trump's side. No, an amendment on my side. No, on my company's side to say, okay, once it happened the first time, we're like, holy shit, this just happened because you know it's very confusing on how this. And, and I went back and forth and back and forth for months with this OEM, saying you need to let me up, either return it direct to Hong Kong or to somewhere in Canada. And they're like, no, it's in L.A., right? That's it. So anyway, we got it worked out. But, um, you know, and I, then I started working with the sales team, and I was like, you need to have contractual amendments with all our Canadian customers. If they buy this, they need to understand that if they return it, there's a 25% surcharge. Absolutely. I'd make it 30 for the 5% cost for you to manage the process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah. Hey, before we end this halftime program, I, I wanted to do a little follow-up on the whole uh, education thing where we're talking about the... Uh, Oh, that's better now. It's a little Thank bit better you. now. You know, the, uh, uh, how the, the college was um, traditionally uh, traditionally leaning kids to the left when they're coming out. And uh, I brought up uh, one movie specifically because it's St. Elmo's Fire. You guys watched that movie? Great. I thought it was going to be Rodney Dangerfield back Great. to school. No, that movie. was funny too. But <laughs> no, St. Elmo's Fire, for whatever, it's got all kinds of drama. It in the, the cast is uh, Milo Estevez, Rob Lowe, Andrew Demi McCarthy, Moore. Demi, Demi Moore. Demi yeah. Moore, very young yeah. Demi Moore. Very, very young. Judd Nelson, blah, 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 blah. So at the very end of the movie, they, they have all their drama. It's a great movie. At the end of it, um, Judd Nelson, who was working for a Democrat's office the whole time, he's like, you know what, guys, I, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm going to be a, a Republican. I think I, I understand too much what's going on, and I, I'm going to be a Republican. Really? Yeah, that's the very last. Is that like 1986? When is that? Uh, I believe so. 85. 85. Sorry. Oh, that Just would be. That would be during Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. I Re just, Reagan was. It was a sign huge of the times, for man. the Republican Party. He was very popular. He made a lot of sense, very practical. He could communicate the, the, the tenets of the Republican platform. It, he, made it make, he made it make sense. He had a, a tremendous amount of uh, charisma. Oh. You know, there's and he, some said, he said the bombing will commence in five minutes. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> Did you ever hear that? No. What? Did you ever hear that? What are you talking he was on, about? He, he was on a radio program, and they were at break, and he thought the microphones were dead. And he was joking, and he said, <laughs> "I don't know if he called out Russia specifically." He said, "He said I don't know. I don't know if he said Gorbachev or something." He goes, "Bombings will commence in five minutes." And uh, somebody <laughs> around the planet <laughs> shit themselves. Yeah. yeah, hot, hot mic, hot mic moment. It was a hot mic moment, <laughs> definitely. So a really, a, a really creative guy could score a lot of chicks with that soundbite. Dude, we saw last night. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know the asteroid's hitting tomorrow, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear about we that? We only have tonight. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. You know what? And I want my last day on Earth to be with you. Right. Boom. Closer. Nude. Reagan, the ultimate wingman. Speaking of, Sean, <laughs> Sean's nude. God. Speaking yeah. of, all right, put your pants back on. Halftime. Yeah, we're going to go downstairs and we're going to sample a bourbon and come back up. Maybe a vodka. I don't know. Hi right, guys, um, we're official on the second half. It's nine oh three, September eighth. We've got dudes like us just sitting around talking about shit that's going on. Already oh, been nine <laughs> flags. Nice. Drinking. Bourbon. What are we drinking? What's this one? This well, is early times. this is the early times bottled and bond. I which, like this one better than 
the port. Black, the Black Ridge, was that called? Yeah, the Black Ridge I port. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I first told Sean, I was like, yeah, they're recommending a, a early times. He's like, that blew it off. Early times was like, uh, well, I bartended. Fuck, it's such a long time ago, man. I bartended thirty years ago, man. Um, if not more, um, was it the, was more. That was the nineties. I bartended in nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, so in nineteen eighty-eight, they had early times. That was thirty-two years. I know, and that crazy. <laughs> goddamn? Not to be confused with family time. Yeah, uh, no, it's early Dino times. Dynamite. <laughs> Oh my God! Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so I was bar bartending. That was the well liquor. It was early times, and I just remember. Uh, I remember because in the office back then they had uh, when you'd make drinks. They had a gun. They have two guns. They got a gun that dispenses uh, the carbonated drinks. Thirty-eight or and, nine, uh, you know, nine mil. They'd have the L for some reason. L meant like Seven Up or Sprite. I don't even know why. Lemonade, maybe L. Uh, the Q was uh, tonic water, qu- quinine. quinine. Uh, S was soda, W was water, C was Coke or Pepsi, but it was always C. And um, <laughs> and there was a there was a couple more random ones. There was like one that was Tab. Oh wow! Yeah, Tab. What the hell, man? There was you, Tab back then. You tab. just completely dated yourself. Yeah, well, completely. Well, they, the they they still sell that shit. Do yeah. they? Yes. So in the in the back tab. of the office, they had they the had these can. reservoirs. They had uh, on the wall. And there was a bunch of tubes coming out of these, so they had like uh, like five big, one and a half uh, liter uh, tanks of booze that would fall into this funnel, and the funnel would fall into this reservoir, and it would all consolidate into this one tube, and it would be pumped into these little handguns. And so, if you wanted a bourbon and coke, you you hit the B of the bourbon, which was very simple, you know, B, G, V. Seriously, <laughs> so the I'm gun sure. it would dispense distilled. It would be liquors. The, yeah, whatever would come through the tube. So they'd be like bourbon and coke. That's done. I've never seen boom. V is for vagina. Nice. nice. Vivisection. <laughs> I don't think that's what that meant. Oh, Collins. That was vodka the other Collins. mix. There was the a vodka, vodka Collins. Collins. There was a there was a Collins mix on there too. See, vagina. It spurred his memory to Collins. Uh, can For you, some reason, can you timestamp that, Mister Producer? So I we're think, not allowed to use the okay, V word. I think I've got a I've got a nice uh, <laughs> phraseology to solve some of our heavy topics earlier, and we'll use your we- uh, early times example. Well, well let me let me just oh, let me oh, finish sorry. about Keep the going. early times. Yeah. The, the reason why I discredited the whole early times thing he scoffed was at because it. Um, I did scoff at it because it was a horrible <laughs> tasting bourbon back then. It's a cheap bourbon. Well, in retrospect, now I understand back then it may have tasted okay, but I started realizing that the bar owners would take the booze and they would add water oh, to it. Oh, hell yeah. And so they would take a... That's they, what they do in Mexico, man. Whatever. And, that's, we were, and Russia. This that's was a, such crap. They, this was in El Paso. It. it was right over the border on 800 North Zaragoza. Yeah, but right that's <laughs> in the U.S. of A, baby. No, you they, don't do that shit in the U.S. of A. They had well, kerosene they and formaldehyde in Mexico. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Good Lord, really? Yes. Oh. At the all inclusives, <laughs> the um, there's been a, a spur of uh, women, or actually not all women, but women mainly, because what they'll do is they'll they'll fill these bottles up, but they'll use they'll mix it with, you know how you're supposed to mark the cla- the bottle, so you can't reuse it. Well, they'll they'll find it and they'll fill it up with uh, kerosene and chemicals and shit like that, and then add color to it, and then they'll serve it. And what it does is it knocks these people out. You think? And 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the ladies get raped, and a couple of ladies got uh, killed. That's for, fucked up. Really? Date rape shit. Yeah. So that's that was happening at some of these all-inclusives down there in Mexico. People were passing out and dying, yeah. Yeah, and dying, too. You know what? There, there was a trend of that going on in the Dominican Republic, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Where people oh, were yeah. drinking the liquor out of the minibar and dropping dead of a heart attack? Yep. That's the same deal. They were deal. trying to point to the alcohol. It's the it same was. deal. It's the alcohol. That's crazy. So, I, I, yeah, I definitely, I've, I've gone to one of those all-inclusives where they have all the, the you know, the, the liquor bottles in the, in the room. And I, tr- I tried one of them, and I was like, I mean, come on. You know. That's good. It's not even close. <laughs> well, only savants that board on alcoholics like us. No, f- I'm a full-blown. Yeah, yeah full-blown alcoholics. Can yeah, tell. you'd be yeah. like, yeah, that tastes like uh, <laughs> muriatic acid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just balanced my pool with that. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it eats my insides. I recognize the yeah, smell. Seriously. I clean the, the <laughs> algae off exactly. my pool Exactly. When, when you bring the glass to your lips and your eyes start burning, <laughs> that's a really good sign. So normally at an all-inclusive, I'll just do beers. Right. Safer. Or oh, yeah. when I that's chat up call. the bartender, I either know he's a friend, and if I haven't convinced him we're friends, when he asks me what I do for a living, I tell him I'm a chemist. <laughs> <laughs> that way I know I get the pure stuff. Interesting. No, the, so it, the last it, one I went Jack to, Andy, baby. you just throw a few like periodic table elements out at Yeah, them. I'm like, don't make me do the Perkins reactions, 37 <laughs> steps. <Wow. laughs> Our favorite element is strontium. Oh. <laughs> isn't, isn't hold, that, hold, hold on. You, when you oxidize that, that's like crotchium. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little confused With by corn the... starch. Uh, that and methane. <laughs> what about the hour part? I want to go back to the hour it, part. It turns to soup. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like onion. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy fermentation <laughs> process. Got to break out the Bunsen burner. That, that is real. It is. Vagtium. <laughs> Vagtium? I think they need, they need to make a new one. <laughs> I think we all know what it smells like. It's got a... <laughs> uh, I know what it smells like. Yeah. Carp. Cod. <laughs> you married Carp. the wrong women, I'm telling you. <laughs> Salmon. <laughs> Salmon. Oh, what do you mean the wrong women? <laughs> Just saying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that reminds me. I'm not going to say who it was. It's got a high somebody which uh-huh. somebody within my family was a total womanizer, right? Complete and total in womanizer. your family. Is your dad? Uh, in, in, I mean, in, there's in, only in, so in, many. I mean, no, no, not in my, not in we're my family. We're going to go through it, but and find it. Yeah, anyway, we go to Colorado uh, for so our this dude, trip. we're going to find the family. This album. dude, this we're dude in college was the the ultimate womanizer, right? And he was just he was a total man whore, total man whore. He he's he's with a girl, and and for some reason, yeah, he 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 gets a, a close up in terms of I guess yep. smell or something, and she goes to the, she goes to the bathroom and he crawls out the window and runs away. Oh my gosh! Because it, that's like yeah, every movie. Because it was so bad. Yep. Yeah, and that was a real thing. He really you know did that. biologically that oh just means gosh. they're not supposed to mate. Pheromones and stuff don't jive. But anyway, we had a plan. At I did not know that. <laughs> I just thought there could oh, be no, that's other totally elements true. involved right. in there. Like, I guess, totally. I guess she like just didn't take care of her shit. Yeah, well, it could be I part mean, of that. Can you imagine the conversation, though? Uh, I don't think you and I are supposed to mate. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because it smells like... Well, it like, smells like shit. Yeah. No, it smells like I'm not, I'm not feeling it, meaning smelling it. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. At a, we're at a hamburger joint, and I can't get the fucking smell of salmon out of my nose. <laughs> Smells like Long John's. This is going to be an extended uh, timestamp. Ex- extended timestamp. So, for those listening, if you've made it this far, 
over a few shots of bourbon, we decided to lighten the mood. I think we've accomplished that. Yeah, yeah. it was a it was a hard it was a hard left. Yeah. Well, All right, anyway, you keep trying. Yeah, you have the floor, sir. Me? What the hell? Well, you were going to say <laughs> something. All right, you know what? Here we, is something. We've been, tr- we've been trying. To- oh, sorry. What? Well, it was unrelated to a vagina. You were going to say something. <laughs> were you? That was, that was so many laughs ago. I know. <laughs> we'll see if it All comes right, so back. We'll see if it tell comes you what, back. Here, here's, here's something I'd like to chat about. Um, I, I'd like to talk about tattoos. And I'll start off a couple scenarios. Okay. And I first want to declare that I don't have any tattoos. Racist. I am. <laughs> I, I, I'm not against tattoos. Excuse me. I'm not against tattoos. I actually, I want one. I just can't figure out which one to get. Oh, fascinating. So okay. I, I'd love to get one. And, uh, but I, I can't figure it out. I, I'd like a, something that Get would... your mom's face on your left hip. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, damn, dude. You, you could have said breast or... No, no. Pe- per- <laughs> <for your pectoral. laughs> no. My, my tit. tit. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty inflammatory. So I was thinking of getting something about my name, the crest of my name, oh. tied into a Millennium Falcon, tied into a sword, tied into, I don't know. Well, you, so you're many... making fun of your son's sword. Well, I, I did a little bit, but then I started really digging into, you know, the, the sword is the is the, uh, the the word of God. And, and just, you know, mm. I get it. There's a lot to it. And, and you know, and really it's personal. So tattoos are personal. I, I don't like anyone getting these generic tattoos just to get a tattoo. Like when you and I went to uh, uh, the island uh, bar and grill out in uh, Pottsboro, uh, High Point, yes. uh, the, the lake, uh, there was a couple of folks that sat down and they were just, you know, it's not so much that it, it's just it didn't look very, you know, they had the, the Funyun earlobes because they had taken the gauges out. And it's just like the. They, the, it's like the earlobes quick, you know, and it's just like, come on, man, what are you doing there? You know, those people that made those life decisions to get that far. You know, I'm not against tattoos. I think tattoos are cool. I think if you if you get it for yourself and it's personal, hats off to you. I'm not, I'm not all about those people being having like their whole body as a mural, you know. Yeah. And with that being said, you know, my brother has a lot of tattoos, and every single one of them mean a lot to him. I don't disrespect my brother. I love my brother. Sure. And, but it, so it's it's very personal. So I don't want to step on toes for all those folks uh, that have tattoos because for whatever reason you get a tattoo, that's your reason. That's I true. just can't figure out a solid reason for me to put one on my body. Now, my wife has tattoos. She's always said to me, hey, let's go get tattoos tonight. And I always cringe. And I'm kind of like, you know, it's if forever. I, if I get a tattoo, I don't want to be rushed. Yeah. I want to get my tattoo on my terms, yeah. and I want to be solid on what I get. And you really want it to be special and mean something, like the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I mean, it lasts a millennium. That's right, and it needs to be from shoulder to shoulder. It, you know <laughs> what? First of all, <laughs> how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Millennium Falcon Sacred ran... It was one of the fastest ships. In like 15 parsecs. In the parsecs. galaxy. Yeah, 13.2 yeah. parsec. Yeah. And it's it's so easy to fly. Everybody flies it in that series. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's like you, you ride a bike, you know how to fly that thing. That's not true. There were no bikes. And you can turn it sideways and go through there like all no sorts bikes. of tight spots. It's, it's like a Daihatsu charade. <laughs> it's charade. <laughs> you, and if you, you guys, guys disrespect charade. my car one more time, there's going to be an ass You kick. guys can take turns <laughs> kissing my ass, okay? All, all right. right, so to level set the tattoo... <laughs> Discussion so our audience understands. Sh- Sean's already admitted he has none. Paul, where are we at? Oh, tattoo? Yep. Oh, he's got a tattoo. 
How many? It's a huge vagina. No, it's not. Not his armpit. No. <laughs> Most people think uh, it... Because well, it, it, it works to hair and it looks pubish. Hmm. I got a picture of it. So it, it's, on, it's on my personal... Uh, junk. Personal junk. Okay. And most people think it's just a W Y, and they're like, "What does that mean? What does that mean?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, when it's elongated, it's they think it's Wendy, but it's really welcome to Jamaica, man. Have a nice day." Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's that's quite elongated. Oh, a tattoo Lord. like that. Uh, that is that's a scar. That's not a tattoo. That's your armpit vagina. Yeah. We'll oh, I said it again. Sorry. He had a surgery, and it doesn't. If you if you see that from afar, does that look like a? Tell me what that you think. That it looks, like. looks like a. Testicle buried in an ass, <laughs> like oh. with a Cadbury egg tint. Oh, you know that's what's interesting. <laughs> you know that's what's interesting. <laughs> you asked for my impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When <laughs> I so when I was being rolled I've into never surgery, heard that adjective a Cadbury <laughs> egg tint. <laughs> <laughs> when I was being pretzel. when I was being Very rolled scholarly. into surgery, I was under the impression they were going to fix my shoulder. When I woke up, they had sewed up my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not expecting I that. don't appreciate them making those decisions. Oh. I know. Me neither. I mean, it's your body. <laughs> Why is the government <laughs> no making that no. call for me? <laughs> they needed soldiers. Oh, my Must God. have been a draft. Illegal draft. <laughs> so, go, is that a mental scar or menstrual? What, what are we? <laughs> it's a menstrual, menstrual <laughs> scar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, right. uh, <laughs> by the way, we still don't have a definitive yeah, answer. Yeah, I do. I do have yeah, one. Does. I do have okay, one. I, I did. Uh, well, I, we make fun of them. Is I it a tramp? Yeah. very upset. Is no, I don't. I don't get upset. I don't get upset. Uh, so I designed it. Uh, I have been drawing it for years and years and years. And I kind of went through my first of several midlife crises. And, uh, and yeah, I took, I, took it to a, uh, uh, I took it to a tattoo artist and... Um, and uh, yeah, he he okay. kind of he drew what up it, he, he drew up a, a version of it. So I I really liked uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics. Cool, right? So I kind of designed an Egyptian hieroglyphic uh, tattoo, and he convinced me to to make it uh, uh, more artistic, right? Yeah. Less blocky, round it out, give it some color, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, so in in a nutshell, it's it's a combination of. Uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics inspired with a kanji symbol, and and, it, and considering the Cadbury egg color, <laughs> to be fair, we all know what that is, fair. by the way. To be fair. It's got that Cadbury tint. Yes, we just fucking popped something in Brandon's head right now. He's like, "What the fuck just happened?" Oh, he doesn't watch that show. He, uh, we have never. Prepped him for that. Oh, you never else. talked about that. No, we have not. Nope. I, we'll come I, back. I to haven't that. watched the show, but I know I'm supposed to sing it. Okay. So it's that's uh, kind of way it is. Letter Kenny. Uh, well, my point was, he's got some color in there. But it's oh. not just. Um, well, it's a lot of color, but it's of course it's super faded now. Yeah, yeah. but I should probably get it, it touched up. But yeah. whatever. All right, and and Jeff, your your count. It's got. I have fifty four. Minus no, I have, 54. I have, zero. I have zero. That would have been a safe bet. Vegas wouldn't have even taken the odds <laughs> on the board. Yeah, I have zero. I'm kind of in the same boat that uh, Sean is. I'm not against them, but uh, it's it's got to be right. It's got to be meaningful, and it's got to be in the right place, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I really like what my son did, Stephen. Yeah. I like what he did because, <clears throat> you know, I talked to him about it, and uh, 
Both my boys wanted to get tattoos, and I said, if you get one, it needs to mean something to you personally. It doesn't need to be some tribal thing around your arm that has absolutely no meaning to you. Right. Um, it, it needs <clears throat> it needs to have a story behind it. I mean, so when someone comes up to you and asks you, because most likely, no one when you look at a tattoo, unless it's very blatant, you don't know what it means, um, and get the meaning behind it, you were able to explain it. And Stephen did a really good yes. job at it. And I'd like to be... Um, along that same vein, but I just I just haven't pulled the trigger, right? Well, yeah, I mean it's got to be right for you, and you have to have a calling when you have that. So I mean, so to round out the disclosure, I have two, two, nice. Um, so you'll hear that um, for the the audience who doesn't know, Jeff's son Stephen dates my daughter, my one and only. So I love him and I hate him. <laughs> so I, I love him because he's actually a really decent dude, and uh, sometimes the conflict I had realizing I liked him was difficult that I had to bear on my own because I couldn't show it. Right. But the part where I hate him is he has my daughter's heart at this point, and that comes with a lot of fear and anger and uh, a lot of veiled threats that <laughs> will stay forever unless Good. he hurts it. And Good. so, you know, that's the reality of my world right now. But, um, yeah, so I've got two, and it's interesting we've talked about. Let's go, Sean. Where do you want to go first with tattoos? Hold on a minute. That top left... What does that say? Pussy eater. Pussy. I'm the, I'm the right, So we're looking at we're looking at this dude's uh, face. He's got he's got a text written above his lips, and I don't. I think that's that's that can't be a tattoo. That oh. lacks any depth or originality. I mean, oh. we all know well, that. I bet he just gets <laughs> the chicks. Ribbit. Excuse me. He just so shows up at a bar and just like son, you spelled your sister's name wrong. Do me. So yeah. I was I was in a uh, bar in Vegas. Uh, very, very intoxicated with a friend, and the dude next to hold me. Hold on, hold on. Actually, when you say I'm, so I'm at a bar in Vegas, you could skip the second sentence. We already know. We're yeah, yeah that's a good point. That's a, it. Goes without saying. Anyway, so this dude next to us uh, is Nutter completely tatted out, and and my, the friend that I have here, he uh, he talks to people that you kind of like, like why you why you stirring up trouble? Like don't don't talk to that person or that person or this person, right? But he he. He talks to everybody, right? And this guy's completely tatted up, and and uh, and he's asking him, oh, "What does that tattoo mean? Oh, what's that tattoo mean, right?" And I'm like, "Oh God, this is not going to end well." Yeah. And finally, he says, "What was the most painful tattoo?" And he goes like this: He drops his lower lip, and it's uh, it's that first word, oh, written so that when you turn the lip down, you can read it. So uh, that is so. Why that is so? I don't know. So if he gets <laughs> when he gets that 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 drunk, angry, I want to fight look, is his lower lip automatically fall? Like <laughs> you pee. Yeah. To, to be fair, almost Ooh, said it. Oh, almost said it. No, I almost said it. I didn't. I stopped myself. Austin, uh, pull up. To be fair, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, which one was the most painful uh, tattoo? It was the most interesting, or something like that. And then that's when he asked, was it painful? And the guy said, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. A lot of times as people get the tattoos that they get, they wake up with it. They didn't even know they had it. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll open us with an interesting, hopefully, uh, dialogue-producing statement. So if you think about what you guys said about getting tattoos or not, some people are very thoughtful and intentional about what they want to say. Mm-hmm. Some are a little more free-spirited, and they say what they want, and they roll with it. That comes off the tongue, but also applies to the ink on the body. 
and some are more thoughtful with that, and therefore they wait until they have the right thing to say. Jeff would be one of those guys, a thinker first, talker second, which is why I think you're probably not there yet. And then there's people right. that talk first, think second, who well, have tatted it, their body up accordingly. But it's also who the audience is for the tattoo. Yeah, what's if, your why on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, my if, God. Hold on. If you're wanting... Oh, yes. I love that one. They're Regert, showing Regert is awesome. <laughs> this is the of pictures regret. of tattoos gone bad. Yeah. yeah, the one below it. The armpit. Yeah, look at that armpit. What is that? Yeah, why? Is that an, is onion? That an onion? Onion? I, I thought that was... So that's a very funny person. So good for her, uh, I, I guess. I that. But back to your question. It's like, who is the tattoo for, right? It can either be for you or it can be for who sees it. Yeah. Right? Totally. For me, it was for, for me. Right. It was 100% for me. Sure. Well, Shelly likes it, though, very much so. Shelly does? Yeah, Shelly's hardly ever commented on it, ever. Well, I was I was kind of making fun of you. I love this pretzel dialogue. Well, this and, is and interesting. She, she'll always come to my defense. The pretzel dialogue right you know now? What? These pretzels <laughs> are... It's like a bridge to a song. It's like a little tangent. <laughs> is that a wiener? Okay, you're going to have to stop, Mr. Austin. Yeah, producer, look, what's the, the one images? that says Africa? So ADD kicking in here. Scroll down. I just want to see the one that says Africa. Now, now we're in real trouble. Keep going. So some yeah. of the things that we're seeing on the screen here uh, for my audience, right for there. our audience, uh, is pictures of what? people. Oh, my God. That's there is a um, there's a Caucasian female. Oh no. She looks no. to be within oh no. the two hundred pound range. Oh and no. she has a tattoo across her back in large font that says once you go black and and if I were to guess, I'd say the black word is is in bold. Uh you never go back. And it's like seriously, from the left to the right shoulder, two lines, and then there's a huge drawing of African continent <laughs> and in the center of the African continent it says I heart Africa. Once you go black you never go back. I heart Africa. What the hell? I think that's a woman who's in touch with her sexuality and she <laughs> has said length and girth mean a lot to me. <laughs> that's what she's saying. <laughs> I mean if we break it down into its logical components. Oh, we we have gosh. to call this segment something. This is tattoo Tattoo therapy, tattoo we gotta stop insights. The wrong. We could go deep. Tattoo yeah. insights. I mean, wh yeah. where we're trying to project onto this these people. This what wasn't thinking. the design of this discussion. Yeah, we no. got to get back. Let, <laughs> let's get back to what we thought. Yeah. So it's a form of expression, and if you have something to say, maybe you've said it. If you haven't, if you're thinking about saying it, maybe you never will. I can see religious people saying, "My body's a temple; can't do it." Mm. There a lot are, of people there are, are others. Those there's many religions where tattoos are part of celebrating that religion. Mm. Absolutely are. And then you know, there's other reasons why you want to do it. Don't, some do it to get laid or eat pussy. We heard timestamp. <laughs> others do it for self-expression. <laughs> yeah. um, timestamp. You know, just, time just to be sure. You know, not to Simon Sinek it with a "What's your why?" But it's why your tattoo. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys think you're going to get one? Eventually, Sean and Jeff. I do. Yeah, I, I do. Th I think at some point, possibly. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna focus around my mother. Oh, cool. Um, I just oh. haven't figured out how to represent it yet. So you guys are not gonna get one where, when you're standing next to each other, it completes the tattoo on one side and then on the other side. So like, so it's like half the face here and half the face there. So you go like That's this. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, God. So I've I've made a decision. <laughs> 
terrible. Trump gets reelected in <laughs> that 2020. Terrible. That would be terrible. Oh, don't go there. Are we doing a, a uh, subject change? Are you, I, no. Are you doing Trump no. across no, like, like no, no, I'm not. I dare you. Trump. I will not. I will not. Trump if 2024. If Trump gets elected in 2020, <laughs> I will get a tattoo. Not of Trump. <laughs> Nothing related to Trump. It's just that it'll be a benchmark in my life. Oh. And I think that... Um, a catalyst. It will. It'll be a sign of times. And I think uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm gonna take the time to to create that tattoo. And um, the things that I really love in life is family, culture, uh, the culture of my family. Um, you know, going after the, the DNA tests, uh, saying I'm 98% of from the, the northeast of uh, Europe details that. So I'm thinking, and no, plus no Native American, North, Northeast. <laughs> so you're like uh, United Kingdom, Scandinavia. Not, oh, Scandinavia. Yeah. Well, East. It's, it includes it includes uh, the United Kingdom, the Northern Tip, the Ireland, Scotland, Scotland. Yeah, don't do that. I found yeah, out. I found out that I'm uh, related to Elizabeth Warren. Really. <laughs> So you're Are white? you one one thousand twenty fourth uh, Elizabeth Warren? I think we were both uh, related to the same Indian chief. But I was going to do the tattoo I, I sincerely. I was you have do a the family crest. tree interest. You have a genealogy interest. I do. My mom has spent um, in a, a lot of time. Yeah, and there's a, a lot that I've learned, and um, I want to envelop the the crest, the Murphy crest of what it is. Like uh, there's several Murphy crusts that is that is because we were spread throughout uh, Ireland, and uh, we have we actually have two crests because our family was uh, split, split, two merged. Sure. So one of the Murphy crests, and, and strange enough, even the name Murphy means sailor. You know, not like sailor, hey, but sailor. you know, but it's kind of like we were we were sa- it's not to sailors, sea, uh, sea warriors. It's yeah. like seamen. <laughs> A <laughs> lot of that, a lot of, <laughs> lot of warring, a lot of whoring, All right, sea well. warriors. That <laughs> <laughs> caught me off guard. I fucking yeah, you put did. a pretzel across the room. A good thing you didn't see. It. I think it stuck to your shoulder. That's, yeah. a, that's a classic Murphy move. Yes. What is that, me walking? Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? Mm. The Murphy? Uh, yeah. Murphy with a dong? Yep. It's you calloused like from dragging on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough. Kind of scaly. <laughs> Little that tip is hard. <laughs> a little, little, little scab on the bottom. Yeah, it's definitely calloused after the night I came home Saturday night. God bless, man. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it's like club foot. Timestamp. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so Murphy, yes. the other this the the other part seriously is I really <laughs> want to envelop something about Star Wars in it. I don't want something mainstream. I don't want a, mil- a Millennium Falcon or something like that. I want something kind of, and I haven't figured it out yet. I don't know. Count, I know Count Dooku. Like you could do a Jar Jar Binks in the background. You no, have no. to. You can do like a. I've hit a wombat from sixty-five yards. So do a wombat with a sixty-five in it. No one knows those things. Yeah, be cryptic. You got this. How about the uh, serial code on the trash compactor that almost kills them? Like you can do a lot of cryptic stuff. I don't want it cryptic. I don't want it that cryptic. Okay. I, I I just want. How about Carrie Fisher when she's sitting on Jabba the Hut? Oh yeah, as he's eating like the slug. Yeah. You always wonder where the end of his tail is when she's looking like yeah. that. Yeah. She's like. Mm. <laughs> Can you elaborate? 
I'm, I'm lost. Where's the tail? All right, so what kind of tattoo? You said you were going to get something about your mom? I think so. I, I think something about my mom. Like Roman numerals? No. Mm. I'm not doing a Roman numeral. I don't know. I don't know. I also think that I'd like to do something patriotic, right? It sure the hell wouldn't be. Oh, nice. Um, I like the patriotic. Something things. with the American flag. Um, so maybe I'll get two. Yeah. And they'll be separate, right? I don't, I don't envision incorporating my mother into something like the American flag. But uh, maybe two at some point. But uh, I just need to figure out what it is, and then uh, I, you know, it's it's nervous because I keep thinking this is forever, right? Yeah. This well, is if I don't like it, what's going to happen? If I turn out there and it's screwed up, am I going to end up on Google as thirty-five worst tattoos? You know what will happen? You'll be uh, hosting friends at your house, and then your <laughs> friends will start making fun of your tattoo. That never happens. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? That I've I've never heard that to happen. That's never happened ever to anybody. So if I if I pull my arm out and it says regurt, <laughs> I'd expect to get picked on. <laughs> but well, you but know. you should get some free shots out of it, out yeah. of sympathy. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna as a pro tattoo guy, I'm gonna ease some of your anxiety here. So one is, um, you don't have to show it <laughs> to be on the internet. Number two. I know it, your back. I know it's forever, Correct. but every year that you live, you're forever shorter. So your your anxiety years are, yeah. are less behind you. You're also getting to. Uh, we're all getting to the age of where we almost don't give a fuck I, I right. about anybody. A, like we're married, we're not worried about getting laid. I'm actually it. shocked you guys aren't at that point. Exactly. I mean, dude, I got this back in 2005. Wow. And that was that was my first. That was my first uh, midlife crisis. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was risky. But I had been designing that since college. I was also thinking of the, the Tyson face tattoo. Mm. <laughs> I think you can't go wrong with that. Yes, <laughs> I get that on my dickhead. <laughs> I will tell you, dickhead, um, like the head of your dick. <laughs> yes. Oh I've God. never heard the term "dickhead" described as the head of your dick, <laughs> or or "dickhead" referred to themselves. Oh. <laughs> like, right, that's what I'm saying. Never have never heard it described that way. But you need to do it with a, with a friend, so when you enslave, like a helmet. So yeah. when you enslave, it becomes a a total tattoo. a mosaic. Yeah, yeah. You, you saw the picture, right? I did. The, the Not idea. the true the enslaving. Yes. No, that was. The, oh my God, that was the Jeff handshake. Jeff has another picture he forwarded to us. Thank you for that. Just that no. the horrible thing. Hold on, you made you you made. I think never mind. Yeah. Ribbit. You yeah, know what we did. So here's another thing to also make you feel good. <laughs> Paul, I'd like your opinion. I'm still drinking. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you agree with this or not. Okay. I'm ready. So one of your worries might be, oh my gosh, I'll have to look at this for the rest of my life. I will tell you, I hardly see my tattoos. Well, isn't one Do you like agree under your with arm? that? Uh, yeah. I mean, mine's, I mean, bo- mine's, I know there, mine's on my back. But mine's on like my back behind it. my heart. The only okay. time I see it is when I turn in the mirror to look at it. Got it. It's, it was never designed for me to see it. Randy, where's It was yours? always designed for me to know where it is. It's oh, on his taint. I got it. I, I thought I saw one on, under your arm. Or I yeah. think I did. I got a left bicep, and I've got a right hip flexor. Yeah. Did you say taint? No, he did. <laughs> I, I, no, let's no, be I clear. No, that I, was Jeff. No. One of these he's Okay, did. here's my concern. <laughs> I've never looked at your taint. All right, so if I could be honest. Now, we have one that... Jeff brought up the one on your leg. I never saw it because I wasn't looking. We have one that wants to put it on his taint. The I other know. wants to put it on his dickhead. Right. This is why they haven't done it yet. This uh, makes well, sense. We should yeah. probably walk you through other options. Yeah. I'm waiting for the and technology to Paul, become a little bit more... Paul, an intervention. An intervention. You don't have to have it on your taint or your 
your to dick an head. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the application. What position am I going to have to be on to get it on my taint? On the taint? <laughs> Leg, legs are spread. I can promise you that. So a recommendation for you guys. <laughs> that Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Cock the battle that we've been waiting for. Cock a doodle do. Right, we're gonna we're gonna just let it go. I'm gonna stop. Oh damn! <laughs> I thought we were gonna get a good I, roll there. I actually oh, envisioned <laughs> legs spread in stirrups, <laughs> legs and stirrups. You did. You let's actually get that, envisioned it. Let's oh. get that taint tattoo. I'm, I'm scarred. No, I can't think. I'm think of it now. I'm like, okay. So this will help you guys move this progress <laughs> forward. So Look first at all of Jim all, Gaffigan. Uh, yeah, baby. I um. My wife loves <laughs> tattoos, and I mean, she would love me to get a sleeve. Oh, really. wow. Oh, wow. And uh, I would love to. Now, you'll know I've made it to where I have so much money I don't give a fuck when I get that sleeve. Because I'm an executive guy. I've still got to worry about, you know. Why? Uh, they they cost a fortune. Long, long sleeves. Five grand? Well, first no, of all, yeah, forget time, the cost. But, but it's, like, it's a, it's it's a, a perception of you right having now, one. Well, right, that too. Right, but right. So as a businessman, I wear a long sleeve shirt and stuff. I, no one knows I have any, so I understand. when I finally make it and I'm wearing a sleeve, it's because I got so many clients that doesn't matter and they don't care. But for you guys, uh, what you would do is you just go to a tattoo specialist and you tell your story, yeah. like you tell your life story, and they're artists and their their greatness is to be able to extract what means things to you. Your mom, patriotism, and they can do things that us not well. I'll lump you in with me as non-artists, but right. as people who can't do that piece. And they can build very beautiful things that are beyond your expectation that you right. would get so jazzed about that you'd be like, sure, I'll do this over months and pieces and do it. But I will, I will say this. Don't get the tattoo on the day. Like, consult with, your, consult with the artist, right? And they are artists, right? They're, 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 they are. So what I wish I, I wish I had... I wish I had gone with what I wanted originally. There are some things that I did not think about, right? I didn't think about touch-ups, right? Inevitably, the, the, the tattoo fades, right? This tattoo now, the way he, how intricate he made it, is, is, in my opinion, probably almost impossible to touch up. Mm. But I, I don't know that because I've never gone back. I've never asked him to touch it up. Um, so I don't even know if I could find the guy. Do you have to find the same guy? I mean, I would have to find somebody. Did, well, you have to find the original artwork, right? So this is what it originally oh, looked like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have a picture of the original tattoo <laughs> right after it was done. Uh, any good tattooist, I would think, if you have the original, say this is what it looks like. I need it to look close to that again. Yeah. If I would have done it again, I would have gone with my design. I, I gave him the design, and he talked me into kind of changing it up and making it very artistic, very like as if it was drawn with a with a brush, right? right? Which it looked cool. It did. I liked it. But in hindsight, like I would I wanted it simple, practical so that it, and now in hindsight, I could have touched it up very easily. You know what I mean? Cuz it was very blocky and very hieroglyphics looking, right? Yeah. So, my point is uh have an idea what you want, go in there, talk it over. Talk through some options, and then leave, and then come back, and then with his, he'll give you, and he'll even potentially give you, uh, this is what I can do with this, like uh, different options. So what I what I can and, and then so this is my point is it starts mo most of the time you think about uh, you you're slightly drunk you go in there you pick something you go uh, exactly it's not like that 
Don't yeah. make it like that, is what I'm saying. Most people don't. Yeah. No, there's sure. a lot of people that do. So I guess what I'm getting at is that <laughs> when... <laughs> God, I didn't mean to air that. The whole, the whole thing about oh, the tattoos is that it, it's got to be personal. You can't just totally. show up right. at like a fucking vending machine and mm. pick one of 50 and get one. That's right. what I don't it's understand. It's got to be something nice. That's what I don't understand. You walk in and they'll have this shit all over the wall. You're like, oh, I want that one. Well, yeah. What does that really mean? Oh, it looks cool. Well... Are you gonna think yeah. it looks cool it's in ten a, years? It's a snow sled. Yeah. So you, you it's like rosebud. That? It, it kind of looks like <laughs> yeah. So solid. so it, it it is an artistic process. I mean, have that mentality. You have something in mind. You even probably have something down on paper that you kind of are playing with, or maybe somebody helped you draw, and you take it in there and you say, "This is where I'm going. This is what it means." You had a great point, Randy. Yeah. Explain to him what it means, mm-hmm. or her. I keep saying him, her, him, yeah. whatever, and take it in there and say. Tell me where to go with this. Give me a couple different options. And then you give them a week. You come back. You look at them. And you say, love it. Go. Well, and we look at. And then you spread your legs and get that taint. There you go, man. Get, get that, that taint, taint rolling. Tat. Get taint that tat. And you taint look at, tat. You know, you look at the examples of our kids. And, I mean, I don't think Steven will look at what he did and ever regret it. He's no. proud. It feels good. I'll tell you, Camden, my daughter has one on her oh, inside wow. forearm. Inside forearm. Wow. That says. I love you big as the sky, and it's in her grandmother's handwriting, who passed away seven years ago, and she's not going to have a grandmother for the rest of her life, but she'll never look at that and feel anything but warm feelings, right? And so, you know, I think our kids so far are doing good, sentimental, what's it mean for me? I think that's great. Things with it that... Who knows if that ever helps them in a time they're struggling, right? Yep. You know, you're look, you know, they're not doing oh, yeah. their, their reckless uh, choices so far. Mm-hmm. And th- I think if people do it that way, good for them. Good for them. And m- both of my boys have said that they want tattoos, and and neither time did I say. Well, granted, I wanted them to be a little bit older. Yeah. I don't want them to make a mistake. But I said. Just make sure you don't rush into it. Hold on, you said both of your boys. You mean two of your boys? Uh, the, the ones that are old enough to get them. Oh, okay. that's that's kind of what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, I do have a third. Oh, I forgot about him. Time stamp. No. Yeah, time stamp. <laughs> he's not. Re- he's not listening. Well, I well, I tell you what, that he came up in the news lately. He wants a uh, piercing. Your youngest? Yeah. Really? He's fifteen. He wants a an ear pierce. I'm like, uh, we don't do that. Why? Mm. I I don't know. I'm just like we don't do that here. Does he want the big grommet? I know. Is he ultimately going to want the big grommet? Thing, I don't know. It? Like the National Geographic? Yeah. So has anyone here big hockey had an ear pierced? I have. Yep. So have I. I have multiple. I was in college. So when no, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm traditional, man. I'm, uh, I don't know. I was in college though when I did it. I, I was 15 so years was I, old. College. I had a story when I was 15. First of all, I did it myself. That's a good idea. Oh, Always a good idea. It yep. was tragic, and I'll share with you. Okay. I, I think I've heard this story. <laughs> so, I, I'll try to I'll try to make this quick. This is when um, you bled out, I think. This, this is a. I took an embroidery needle of all things. It was God. a little bit thicker than. So the like a six gauge. Sounds like a great story so far. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a blowgun dart. So I, I listened to my friends. It would take some ice. It's like a ballpoint pen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a calligraphy pen. <laughs> so, I took ice. I made it numb. So I thought. And I uh, took the uh, the embroidery needle. When I say embroidery needle, I'm talking like crochet. Get, yeah, it's like a knitting needle. Get the knitting. It's did it's you're, you're knitting through this little. Did you make cloth. it? Did you make it red? It's hot? like it's like oh the diameter God, of a chopstick. Did you make it red it hot? Went, it went through the fucking ear, 
and I couldn't get it through because my hands kept slipping. So I took my, I took the needle, and it was halfway in already, and <laughs> I, I, I walk away, and the needle's like in my ear, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I go up to the wall, <laughs> and I apply pressure. It goes through. And then goes like an inch into my neck. <laughs> <laughs> into your veins, yeah. Oh. Right next to your juggler. Uh, it did bleed, but... Your neck did not bleed? It did not bleed. It came right out and... You were uh, like, OS. Oh, uh, man, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Producer, a thousand points. <laughs> Nicely done. Game, set, match so right there. The producer got, that has w- put the gobstopper on there as a symbol of the brain un- being unwrinkled. So that was pre, pre-recording, right? We yes. talked about yeah. the wrinkled brain. Wrinkled brains are smart. Smooth brains are not. He has a big picture of a gobs, uh, a, a gobstopper. Yeah. Well, you know. So Sean's brain you is know ultimately just smooth. That, that was is, fantastic, is, Mr. Producer. This is only my second show, but that little bit from Sean was the most dudes like us story. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yet. For sure. Because there's a lot of dudes out there going, I see nothing wrong with what yeah, he just described, I, and I've been what, there. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, that hole went through, okay? Uh, I got another one, and the thing is, is I never filled that that original hole. I didn't. I put the earring in there. I put the. I got my. But the second one is, I went to the store and got it done. Oh, good call. Ching, ching, done. It done. I was like, wow. That was did they easy. use? I I did did they use with. the same type of needle that you used? <laughs> they did not. Oh, that's weird. And the they weird, used a latch hook. The weird thing is, is <laughs> <laughs> weird thing now, latch hook. <laughs> They shaved down a chopstick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that I still have a hole in my ear that uh. I could put, I could put a, uh, right now I could put an earring in my ear. Not the one that they put in, but the one I put in. Well, right. sure. It's the size of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It, well, it's not a Funyun, but it's, uh, and yeah. you can barely see it, but there's a hole there. Right. So if I ever wanted to be a, yeah, a we Barbary call that, pirate, I could be one. We call that a deformity. So yeah. did. Oh. So did anyone else experience this after you removed the earring when you decided to grow up or get out of that phase that you could pop like pus or shit out of it for like the next 10 years? Well, I know. Well, here's my... Do what? Out of that that hole in your ear where you had an earring, but for 10 years... Spoken like a man who's got an earring. You can go... go, And a little bit of like zit grease and stuff comes out for like a decade. Well, I tell you what... Well, you wouldn't know, but yeah... That's Here's my story. I, I got the... Uh, Pick dick pierced? <laughs> yes, I had the Van Dyke. Your dick head. Uh, the Van Dick? Yeah, the Van Dick. Dick head piercing. Uh, wow. No, it was not there. It was in the ear. <laughs> and uh, I, I can't get over that. Which part? The dick head thing. What? The tattoo on the dick head? No, just the term dick head in the term. The Mike Tyson Referencing the tip tattoo? of the penis as a dick head. In in that well, same that phrase, what it is? I know, but it's just never been used like that. I just, well, I, I wanted some. Go, if I wanted some go fast stripes on the head of my dick, that's what I would put. Because he, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm gonna have to digest that. Please continue Back with your to dickhead the zit piercing. Ear, the zit ear. The zit right. ear. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I was. It was a. I was a sophomore <laughs> in college. Still, <laughs> still in the dorms, and uh, I got the got the uh, ear piercing, and I had it for about six weeks. And I remember we were in the dorms, and we were all drinking and everything, and we started uh, having WWE wrestling night. Oh. Yeah, and, that's always a good idea. And, see where this is going. And yeah. I got, I don't know, we were down. Everyone was just flying elbows and everything, and I got cranked right on the ear, right where that uh, piercing was. This was in your apartment? That was in the dormitory. So you had it's mosh in church. pit 
a mosh pit yes, in your dormitory. It was big time, and I got cranked right on the ear. And over the next couple of days, it swelled up like massively big. And I had the little stud in it still. Ooh, and, it completely, and it completely swelled over it. Oh, and I was like, like a tree. Yes. And it was just, it was big and nasty. And I was like, forget it. I'm done with this thing. So I pulled it out. And when I pulled it out, all this brown, mm. viscousy nastiness came out of it. Viscousy. Viscousy. It's or like whatever. an ear That's vagina. That's a cur- Correct. It was wow. vagina it's juice during its cycle. Your but it was, and but your, it was your ear menstruated. Yeah, yeah. It was, and it was brown. That's fantastic. So I was like, like it's poop. nasty. Well, no, it was like pretzel flavor or color. <laughs> oh, you tasted it. Pass yes. the pretzels, please. So anyway, so Salty. I, I, Salty I was ear. in the dorm. I didn't have anything except I think rubbing alcohol. So I filled up it's a, a horrible, choice. which is actually what we <laughs> drank. It was yeah. it was called like Everclear. Stoli or You're right. <laughs> so I think it was it was the it was, I think it was rubbing alcohol. So I filled up a. a uh, before you continue, how thick was it? Was it like like you were a wrestler's kind of thick? Like a cauliflower. Like ear a cauliflower. Was, yeah. It was just the ear lobe. <laughs> it was just the ear lobe. You don't know what that is. All right. Well, so if, right. It, if it swelled so much that yeah. it, it it was it engulfed it was, the stud. It went, dude. What are you? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. That's by see that context, and actually, that's a that's a cute little no no, no. <laughs> a Listen, cute little gob. This is the. Image to the podcast. <laughs> this is the app feature right there. Yeah, I'm not oh sure. Oh my god, I'm gonna disagree with that. I don't think that's what we want here. Yeah, um, but sure. it'll set the expectation so low we could only go up. I'm right. so glad. It's you an excellent point. Got all this energy to do this, but you can't look up shit. The love of the sun. Yes. Anyway, okay. Okay, so you're you have a cauliflower ear that's so, yeah, bursting so anyway, poop, This poop thing water. was just oozing all kinds of nasty. You should be looking up cauliflower ear. And I. uh I got the the rubbing alcohol. I got the Q tip, not the Q tip, but the cotton ball, and I put it on there. And I just remember, you know, when you pass out the, the, tun- the tunnel, tunnel yeah. just going like this, Your body going like this, shock and just shut really? down. Yes, and my, was that painful? You passed uh, out, cold. And my friend was standing there when I did it because I was because uh, I uh, we were, um, yeah, cauliflower ears. Mine did not look like that, but so anyway, I did it, and he said that I stood there and I fell like a tree, and I went <laughs> straight back, didn't stop myself. I mean, I just went, and I groaned all the way down. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, and because I because I remember the tunnel. This is before smartphones, so yes. nobody caught it. No, nobody oh. caught it. So I, I remember the tunnel. The next thing I know was me on the ground looking up and him shaking me. Yelling my name, and I was like, "What the hell just happened?" And he's like, "Oh my god, you just you went straight back, and you just fell was like this a." In the board. process of pushing brown stuff out your well, ear. Well, no, I put time. the I put the alcohol onto the ear, just like I, I need to clean this out. And all I had was rubbing alcohol, so I was like, <laughs> "And it was so painful, you blacked out." I guess I don't remember it hurting, but apparently it did. But it, it was. I just I distinctly remember the tunnel. And I just went. Was this like immediately <laughs> after you took out the earring? Yes. See, well, that, that has a lot to do with it. That's where the body is fascinating. <laughs> it will literally knock you out so that you don't send it into cardiac arrest. Oh, well, like, I did. It was I like was out. Off <laughs> and go. Yeah. I was out. And, and he goes, he goes, you groaned all the way down, and you hit the ground. And I, I didn't hurt or anything. I didn't hurt myself falling. But he goes, you went straight back. Yeah. He goes, you didn't like cushion your fall or anything. Your, bra- like your a, brain said, "I'm I out." Felt like a, yeah, I'm I was, out. I was out, and uh, um, you know, he 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 was he goes he was at the point where he almost ran down the hall looking for help. 
those out. I don't know how long it was, 10 seconds I'm or thinking about what Jeff's brain is saying to itself in there as it gets ready for this moment. All right, he yeah. already fucked up and got the earring. Yes. Right. Then he got it banged in a wrestling yeah. thing. Now it's engulfed this foreign object in my ear. Oh, now he's going to put this on it? All right, we're shutting this down. Yeah. It's a reboot. It's I, a reboot. I, I, I think the exact quote was, fuck you, yeah. asshole. And we're taking over. Yeah. You can't drive right. anymore. You're done. You're done, you yep. dickhead. So I felt fine after that, though, you know? And I, uh, I bet. With the Control-Alt-Delete of your yeah, body? Yeah, my, my body's like, we need to reboot. I got the blue screen. Yeah. So when you, when, you, when, you, when you came back and your system reboot, did it block off? The pain you were feeling? Or? Yeah, was Again, it numb? I don't remember it hurting. It was numb after that. I, I guess. I don't remember it hurting. And uh, I think I, don't, I didn't put any of the alcohol. It didn't happen until I put the alcohol on it. Yeah. I was squeezing it, and oh. there was stuff coming out. And then I finally was like, all right, I, this is an infection. I need that to sounds exceptionally painful. Exceptionally painful. Yeah, so I did it, and I was out, and then I was fine after that. You know? And you can still Straight hear out of that ear. Yes. Yeah, and I when I saw you, I never saw a deformity. So yeah. kudos to yeah. your body. You can still there's a, still a scar. If I kind of pull on my earlobe, you can still see the scar. Oh, it well, looks like a looks like a ear hole or a. Can you imagine all the cancer piercing. you would have had had you not done that. Imagine uh, if you just left it, and oh, you were like, "Oh my bad. god, I need to go to the doctor. Look at this ear." Yeah, it would have been bad. <laughs> and they're like, "There's a stud inside there." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, it swelled up all around it. <laughs> yeah. I had to like work on it to get it out. <laughs> They would have had to like stick a needle in there and like extract it. It was good. Yeah. So you know, for the for the Mm-mm. listeners who stayed the whole time tonight, yeah, who not, felt bad early on, like, not many. Wow, I don't really understand what they're doing. I'm inadequate. Then they hear this half. They're like, <laughs> I am good. so smarter than these yeah, guys. Yeah, they're good. And yeah. we're and we're not they're done. Like, and we've so we got set. some. Yeah. we got some dumb stories from these two. Now yeah. we're gonna do some dumb stories from us. Man, yeah. been, What's your like, dumb story? I don't have any. <laughs> it's so there has to be one Listen, or a painful story. It's so dumb to think I have dumb stories. I have many leather-bound books in my library. I'm kind of a big deal. Ron Burgundy is my hero. No. Oh, nice. No, I think we've, jeez, we've all done idiotic decisions that resulted in pain. Ooh, well, we have, but you know, yeah, I think come on, let's do that one. Idiotic stories that resulted in pain. Well, I told you one last time. I don't know if it was last time or whatever when we. We're talking about the bikes, and I had the big banana seat, and I, we yes. built this, like, humongous ramp, and oh, I went straight up go. and then fell straight back down. And I could have – I may have broken my ankle. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> just the power we, of youth just yeah. powered through it. We should call this segment Things We Immediately Regretted. Well, it's, it's yeah, a little bit Yeah, that bike right there I was on. Growing up, and it's like that a right Schwinn there. or something. The pink one? Except actually, it was that, that orange-looking one right there. <laughs> it's also, it's also Darwinism, right? Yeah, you, you survive yeah, natural absolutely. selection or you don't. Yep. Yeah. Oh God, there it is. Yeah, it self, like that orange self one select. Right there. I think uh, I, I shared the same thing. I did the same thing. I, I went up on a ramp. I wasn't riding that, but it was. Um, it might as well have been the same. It was thing. a little more sporty. I I think it was a huffy. You know, I think the seat. It's well, that's thing. called a muscle bike. Mm, what the oh the orange road runner orange muscle bike? road runner muscle bike Ooh, yeah good I branding think, good branding there i, I think guess. that's the only way they could have got rid of that it looks like bike. a creamsicle and they're like <laughs> we better call it muscle bike yeah, yeah they're like check out that bar look we need a that's hot yeah no <clears throat> any banana yeah, whatever i don't care yeah. i did the same thing uh i lived in germany at the time uh we had huge military housing developments big 
big uh, apartment buildings, and there was like a hundred of them where the military soldiers and their families stayed. In between each one, there was a huge alley, and oh, the alley fun. was probably fifty yards. Good it, was, it was a big one, and in between the alleys, it wasn't an alley where cars can drive. Right. It was just a big open. There was a lot of grass, and sometimes there was uh, there was dirt. There was dirt path. All of a sudden, one of these weekends, uh, someone had constructed a very large ramp. And from what I, <laughs> from what I uh, remember, <laughs> it, it was probably th- about three feet tall. It it may have been two feet. It may have been an eighteen. But back then, it seemed like it was really tall. Sure. And I saw all these guys going up, and they were doing all kinds of fancy shit. And then I go up there. I'm gonna do it. Boom! Bust wipeout. Licked my wounds. I didn't even cry. You can't. You can't, you can't beat no, up and it would hurt oh worse. Oh my god! I just I, I picked my bike up because that was my building right there. So I, I I picked my bike up, put it on my shoulder, and walked home. And they were just like, oh, <laughs> I'll feed us in. Yeah, truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. if you no, cry, they would have put you in the Third Reich or something. You got to um, be tough. Over say, there were no German people. This oh. was a military oh, community, yeah. so it's kind of weird because it was called Benjamin Franklin Village, and it's like right in the middle. Like nowadays, I think there's like a huge wall around the community. Yeah. But back then, you sorry, mean Berlin down that put wall. another wall up? <laughs> another one. Gorbachev <laughs> tear down that wall. Tear down that wall. wall. Well, I mean, and they, they just they made have, another one. It's well, they're, they're it's military soldier housing, so they they need to protect the soldiers, families. But otherwise, you know, Germany, especially the way it is currently, walls you know, are bad. There's there's a lot. There's a mixture of other uh, foreign elements that are in Germany that didn't exist there. But we've I been told there. walls are bad. Well, the um, <laughs> they keep people out of place. Right, whatever. So they, <laughs> the back then they didn't have any. Back then they didn't. Okay, so uh, we could, you know, it was it was clear. In fact, I, I really enjoyed living there <coughs> because uh, we were able to merge with uh, the German community, and uh, I could get on my bicycle, I can ride down the street, and I can go to the candy store. You get shot with so- salt pellets. Well, when I took the shortcut past yeah. the soccer fields, that's when you get shot with the salt pellets. I'd have shot him. Salt rocks. So yeah, that's one thing. Uh, you only have to get shot once to say disqualified. I'm not going that direction anymore because uh, that farmer clearly didn't like us there. Right. Yeah, I didn't even really feel it at first. You just kind of see. It's like the movies. You know, how you see yeah, the movies and someone's running and they see like a little, uh, <laughs> like if they're in a cornfield or something, they see like a stalk can fall. And they're like, what the hell was that? And they're like, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep running. And all of a sudden, you feel this pain in your butt. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I got fucking shot. I just know. Yeah, I got shot. Got Ouch. shot with some salt rock. Very painful, and the pain. <laughs> well, it's salt. As yeah. the salt, and it's a rock. Oh, as yeah. the salt leeches into your wound, yeah, yeah. it just it starts to get worse the and gift. worse, and all of a sudden you're just like son it's of a bitch, and you grab your hands and you're like in there, and you're trying to pinch it out, and it's just not working. So the farmers, some, the some farmer's gift just kept giving. Some weapons investor inventor who liked Shakespeare was like salt in a wound. Yeah. Yeah. Salt rock. Yeah. So, ma- yes. so let's make the wound yeah. with salt. Yeah, we're gonna do yeah. it. Perfect. Yeah. It's poetic justice. And wow. you po- you probably had it coming. Well, this guy was probably the creator of some of the the gas chambers. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. Shower, as far as I know. God Almighty. So do do 
do Germany and Western Europe have their governments right? Are they not struggling with turmoil, turmoil like we're talking about? Oh yes, yeah. oh, they, they, got, they have their issues. It's, it's yeah, it, it's w- different. with what with Muslim population oh, yeah. or Mu- just in general? Just Un- in general, we've talked about about a lot of things, but we haven't talked um, international. Well, I mean, Europe, Europe is struggling with unchecked migration. Yeah, oh, God, big time. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you some snippets that I know for a fact. All right, so I know that for a fact because I've got two friends that are citizens of Sweden. Okay, so Sweden has an Sweden has an open border policy. Sweden has a uh, I don't know if it's called communist, but they socialism. Have, socialism. They call so it. That's what that's what the socialists today try to yearn for is the yeah. But it, it's it's they're not, like that's it's a working reality. model. It's a working model. It's, it's not working. So I know. That, that's that's the part of it. So they they have an open border and they're they're getting slew. They're, they're getting so many immigrants that are coming from mm-hmm. the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's consuming the whole entire country and changing and the culture and changing, it's changing the everything. culture and they're they're integrating and changing the fabric of the laws and and yep. trying to envelop a Sharia law and the, creating no go zones. Man, I tell you what the 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 Sweden police department have areas. Is that what you're saying? No go. No go zones. Yeah, they have no go zones where they they just simply don't go in. You know, they're just kind of like, yeah, it's we know dangerous. you're bleeding out, but. Yeah, we're not going in there. And that sucks. What kind of place is that to live? And it wasn't like that. And I tell you, the, the, I feel bad for them. And you know what? That's not getting any... Uh, uh, any pu- no, it's not on TV anywhere. Nope. That's no, crazy. most of the publication is that Sweden and Finland and Norway are the <laughs> happiest societies yeah. in the world. They're well, the I'll, model. They're I'll the model. Socialist I'd say utopia. 90, 90% of, the, of it, 85, 80% of it is. 80% of it is really nice. They've got a lot of... Uh, of uh, traditional stuff still go ongoing, uh, but the, it's that twenty percent of the place that these people have lived there for centuries and centuries and thousand years that it has ch- completely changed. The hood. Can you imagine mm. an entire region being the hood? I mean, Awful. Yeah. Like, a, like the size of Massachusetts. It's like a hood. Yes. Yeah. It's huge. And they have their own, yeah, their own policing, their own laws. It's own yeah. territory. Yeah. It's, it's tribal. Yeah. Yeah, I had somebody that uh, used idea. to work with whose son lived over in uh, Sweden. And um, they're realizing the expense of living there because they were looking at buying a car. Yeah. And in order to buy a car, I can't remember what he said. It's like a 60% tax or something ridiculous like that if you wanted to buy a car. Because he, uh, I think they moved back over here for a short time, and they bought a car, and they couldn't believe how inexpensive it was. Because there's such a surcharge and a tax on everything over there. Everything. Because you have to pay for everybody. Pay for everything. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but on the flip side, everything, the, there's a ton of things that are free. Correct. But it's not really yeah. free. I, I know not. that. When, when I you're know working that. and you're, you're paying 60, 65% of your check out. So yes. here, here's some of the, the economics yeah. that uh, I, that was given to me. And, and these aren't exact numbers. But what it is is um, there's a, a cousin, and he lives here now, but his brother, his whole family was there. And they pay about 65% of whatever they make. You know, but his brother was out of, out of, out of work, okay? So they he, he was out of work for a couple months and maybe even 6 months and um they paid for everything it was a, it was like he still had his job right so there was there was no break in it the problem with that is that all these immigrants that are coming in 
are getting the same benefits. With zero incentive to go find work. Zero. And they're not doing it. That's right. Why and would they? Why would anybody? As human nature is to be, is to default mode. you can mode. find a sugar daddy or a sugar country. Bingo. Oh, and they're, they're populated Bingo. like fucking rabbits. Yeah. They're kind of like, well, if you have two kids, you get this much. If you have four, you have five. And they're kind of like, oh, let's keep them going. You know, it's just like. Well, and then you can add the conspiracy about, excuse me. you know, uh, the, the long-term Islamic plan. If you well, want to go there. I don't yeah, know if we want to go there. It is there. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know. I feel, uh, on one side of me, I feel it's kind of shitty. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to want to kill people for drawing cartoon caricatures of their interpretation of Muhammad, then fuck them. Timestamp. <laughs> I, I just think uh, it's yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. There, there, we could get into all sorts of uh, things that we don't understand about that religion. But well, that, it's, that's it's a different topic. Right. I, I that's think a different it's wrong. topic. Well, I mean, that'll be another day. Any. Any religion that gets to the point of intolerance and violence towards different, is it really a religion then? I agree. You know, come on, where are right. we? Where are we, I agree. Guys? It's completely ridiculous. Yeah. You're never going to convince me that that is a, uh, a, a peaceful religion if, if, if that's how they are taught. I need to do re- more research on the Ottoman Empire and even prior to that. And just, I mean, just the barbarism that came from... I mean, just the inhumanity, that just severing of heads and... Well, I'd like to learn a lot more about the whole Moors and the whole crusade. That yeah, whole that, that was period. not pretty either. Yeah, well, and that's where the the historical bias comes in. Yes. Right. So anything from the Western civilization is deemed expansion. Correct. Or invasion. Mm-hmm. It's expansion if we went and conquered. Correct. Yeah. It's invasion if they conquered us, and it's, it's the opposite for the other people. Exactly. Right. And you know, we're back to control. We're back to the basic tenets of what we're talking about with civilization. We're we're back to control, mm-hmm. and power, manipulation. We're back to responsibility and accountability. And unfortunately, we. Sp- Look at this podcast, but most of our governments and entities, we spend so much time and resources trying to manage those who don't want to contribute to the tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at a wolf pack or most most animals, like if you're in a pack of 12 and you can't contribute, you're one dude, dudette who can't, like they're like, we'll leave you behind in the wild will kill you or we'll kill you and put you out of your misery but you're not contributing to the tribe's well-being and survival eventually and they get to that and when we have society of people that are like i just want free handouts i just want to live off everybody else uh, you can't do that i think a seal training like nine guys holding up a raft and they keep loading bricks on it one guy decides he doesn't want to put his arms up and hold that you know eight other guys are struggling yeah and like we hide that in 330 million people. Yep. But, you know, you think about a 10,000-person company, there's a lot of people literally sleeping at their desk, and you oh, don't yeah. feel it. You're in a 10-person company, <laughs> that one dude, he, he's out. He's gone. And I think we've got to have, everyone's got to stand up and go, I'm going to be a contributor to my society. 
and I've, I should give more than I take. Yeah, but that's not how. But, but that's but the right. De- the default mode of human nature is does, does, is not that. And so we enable programs that allow that. And Correct. We do things, and it's like, look, everybody stand up every day. By the way, I'm not saying your contribution has to be equal. Right. But do something. Person A could invent something. What's your strength? That saves a million people or builds a company to employ a million people. Whatever your strength and is, right? And could save two children a year from committing suicide because they're a happier person. Like, it's a different contribution. But right. get up, do the work, engage, lean in on your society, and contribute. And, and others and could even guide people on what the best bourbons are to drink. I mean, there C- are, the, the possibilities mm. are endless. Just endless. Yep. That we one got guys. It. What's his name there at Total Wine for you, Chris? Or we? Uh, what is his name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are the least racist country in the world. Oh, I yes. believe that. By, I no, by I hundreds so of miles. I believe Listen, that. Listen, I played professional soccer. Like, first of all, Hispanic world oh, is the mo- is really racist. Like, Hispanic, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hispanic community, culture. Oligarchy or culture, like, Mexican, you're it's the, who are the, you're the racist bar- against each other. Each other. It, so it, listen, it's the socio, Spanish, socio- the Spanish, oh, sure. the Spanish are the top. They're the Vishnu of their world, and that everybody's another layer until you get to the Mexican. Right. Well, say Spanish, By the way, you're talking about Spain. Spain. Okay. Spain. Listen, and where where you're from, Irish, you're the fucking bottom. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got Irish, Scottish, English, everything, and they're treated that way. Uh, Asian, Korean, Japanese. Chinese, Laotian, like they all have their own pecking order hierarchy of that stuff. And then Western Europe, dude, when I played, like, crowd would throw bananas at the black players on the field. And this is 1997. The what? The fans would throw bananas at the black players on the field. Holy shit. In 1997. Greeks. Listen. Are we time stamped? Listen. Italians. Italians, Greeks. They're they're all like uber racist. And by the way, what's funny is that's too bad that this this segment's never going to see the light of day. What's funny? Hispanics can't tolerate blacks more than we can. like. Of course, they're more racist towards each Absolutely. other than we are. Like, it is the craziest system. You but know, but I do love that we're scru- I love our country is so heavily scrutinizing it because I think we're trying to evolve more than any other country. Well, I really do. Well, that's fine, but there's a there's a fucking way to do that. Well, that's and true. it doesn't involve burning down fucking cities. That's true right. too. You know, I I, I I've, I've mentioned this to these two guys, and when uh, oh, hold the, on, are we still are we still time stamped? Hold menstrual did, scar. Did we do anything tonight that was recordable? <laughs> Now we'll we'll go in no, there. Hold on, hold on. Some Let's of that back up. Jeff, of continue. Hold on. No. Well, how much time we have? What, we, we just a minute. Uh, you know what? We can stay as long as we want. I don't give a I'll shit. I'll have another one. Yeah, I'll have one too. I don't yeah. care. We're in a good time. What I, what I what I was going to say what is is when the when uh, when all of this unrest began. What was that? Back in May or whenever that was, and um, all the corporations started doing the we need to do better. We need to be do better. Yeah. Um, diversity, diversity, and my company is global we have offices in canada in mexico india in the u.s and i kept hearing we're going to make changes and we're going to address this problem uh we have too many white men on on the executive team and i was thinking in my head and i was afraid to ask this question is 
Are we going to hold the other countries to the same standard that you're <laughs> holding the American employees? And, and the, India, the rest of the racist world. In India, are you going to hold them to the same standards? Huge issues there. That you are going to try to hold me to, and same with Mexico and Canada. You asked that? No, I thought about it. I oh, did. I because you I was did. Should have. No. That would have been worth a it tattoo would, on the taint or nutsack because yes. that would have been large. That's a tainter. And, yeah. and, and, but I thought that as soon as as soon as I started hearing all this rhetoric, and I was like, I was like, you're going to impose a lot of things on your U.S. employees and all the Indian employees. Do they have to follow the same thing? Right. And all the, your Mexican employees, do they have to follow the same thing? They should. They should. Yeah. But, I mean, aren't we in they? the business of treating everybody equal and right. holding everybody to the same standard? Everybody. Period. But I guarantee. So the answer to that is yes. I guarantee it's it's not going to happen. It, it's it it's, won't. it's seen as an American. That's problem. a cultural bias. Mentioned. So isn't it? Couldn't it not be interpreted as a racist comment to say, "We need to change our border leadership because it is too much." It's ins- anything. It's insanely White males, racist. Insanely, black females. insanely. It has racist. nothing to do with performance. Nope. Right. Uh, Color culture, of your skin. Inclusion. And so it's so the striving for diversity. By the way, I I get it. Mm-hmm. But, I do too. But it's got to be on merit. It's and man, and it better stand up. And we should be able to scrutinize it. If somebody gets it, we should scrutinize. Their performance, their qualifications, as as mm-hmm. even as possible. This this conversation came up between men and women in one of our prior podcasts, and it's just not there. I mean, people do not get a pay difference if you're a male yeah, or that's female, right. that's Indian, right. white, black, whatever. It's just not there. That's right. You know, I, one of the the discussion came up was uh, women get paid seventy six percent of what men get paid. That's, and I was that's, like that's not true. And I said that's BS. That's not accurate. I think it's 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 flawed numbers. Oh it is. And if there's reason any for that statistical is flawed. And it, I, yes. And I immediately said, uh, you know, my wife is a teacher. She's a female. Does she get paid less than a male teacher? She said, Well, it doesn't apply to that industry. And then we switched to IT. Yeah we switched to my industry and I said, I'm in a position to where I hire people. Me too. I, I have applicants, male and female. I hire who I feel is best. I don't say, oh, she's a female. I could pay her less. He's a, fe- he's a male. I could pay him a little bit more because he deserves it or whatever. And, Paul, you, you reiterated that. Yeah. And she didn't have a comeback for that. And after the fact, I should have brought this up. I was like, if that is true, every company in the world would only hire women because they would save 24% off the top line. All the time. Yep. Right? That's a good point. Yeah, but every 28 days... They would lose a tremendous Ayo. amount of sales. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but that's why I think it's BS. Wow. Now, are there are there situations? I'm sure there are, but but uh, I have that's never funny. seen them. You know, does a female policeman when she gets hired in the same <laughs> class as a male does she get paid less? No, fireman no, teacher no. Uh, in my industry, in my, at least on my team in in my company, no. Paul's company, no. And um, in in sales, I think. You know, it's you're going to get the ten percent commission. Well, you're a, you're a woman, so you're only going to get seven percent commission. Right. It doesn't happen. Nope. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not really buying it. Now, I, there, I guess it's possible that there are industries where we're just not privy to kind of the way it works. But one thing I was thinking, I mean, I, I need to look at how the stats are 
put together, right? If there are certain industries that are lower paying jobs and they yeah, are, we talked about this too. and they're dominated by women. I mean, let's say makeup makeup people at Macy's, okay? Dominated by women. How many men are in that industry? Right. And they don't get paid a lot. So are they are they taking those kind of that's just an example, but are they taking those kind of numbers and saying women make less than men when they're looking at industry wide? Now, the, my my point is it has to, the only way it's legitimate is if it's within the same industry. Correct. That's the only way it's legitimate. Yep. Correct. Yeah, because like you said, you know, maybe the, maybe the all the ladies that work at Macy's and the cosmetic counters they make twenty thousand dollars a year, but then you compare that to let's say steel workers. Right, who may be dominated by men? Right, they make fifty thousand dollars a year. That's my and point. They gloss over and say, on average, women are making. Average. That's exactly right. I have to Correct. see how the numbers are put together to, right. to to really know if it's legit or not. But what we have seen, it's not legit. So right. I've got three kids. I've got one daughter, and I want her to work for medium to large companies because she is going to be set for success. Yeah, and I'm going to tell both my boys, own your own company. Interesting. Five to twenty man shop make three to five mil a year, be done, but stay out of the game where diversity and inclusion is going to complicate your hiring practices. Look, 70% be, of the be big G- enough to have a Christmas party, but small enough to have alcohol. Right. 70% of the GDP is small business. Find your niche. Don't have to, you'll have to, by the way, under 20 is where massive rules in most uh, accounting and corporations and reporting for HR and policies and handbooks are. I'm like, if you can find a way to make an 18-man person firm, you know, get your employee, revenue per employee person up to like 100 grand a person, do it all day long and control your livelihood because if you're a white male now, do not subscribe to the system because you're going to be hurting. Yeah, right. And that's kind of the message that was told to me. And and I've heard that for my entire life is, is you know, being a white man is bad. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of coming back now. There, there's too many white men in this position. Well, for four years at Yale, which were the most fascinating of my life in a lot of ways. The debates, I mean, there were two educations at Yale. You were, that was your curriculum, and then your debates like this in dining halls and courtyards and whatever with just other folks. And, I mean, for four years, it was a tug-of-war between apologizing for being a white male right. and then angrily defending, I've never owned any slaves. In right. fact, all of you Asians and blacks have more money than I have. You're from a family that makes a million dollars. My family makes thirty thousand. Right, right. What What do you want from me? What well, I didn't do it. Yeah. So, why don't you give me some of your money? <laughs> right. And we'll call it even. And and it was great, fascinating debate. But the broad brush doesn't work. Mm-mm. And that's why, find your niche, find your way, to make it work. And I mean, my neighborhood. You've been there. It's ninety five percent. Indian, Indian and Asian, and are I'm they not, loud? Oh no, no. Very oh, they're quiet. very no. They're very, very respectful, wonderful neighbors. Yeah, the quiet. 